an affiliate tailgate. Bam, we're live. We're going to do an affiliate tailgate, I think, Friday night. So I want you to be there for that. And it's going to be like free food for a bunch of people and shit. You're talking to Sevon? No, I'm talking to you. Oh. <laughs> Where's that? What event are you talking no, about? We're, we're not uh, it's a competition I'm running in two weeks called the Charlotte, the CrossFit Charlotte Classic. Uh, oh. Actually, Hiller just did a review on it. Oh, on he reviewed YouTube. it before it happened? He reviewed the programming. He said it was the shit. And I'm also paying judges. And I th- we only know of one other event like that does that. Or at least Brian Friend only knows of one other event. I don't know the other event. Uh, this is the largest mining dump truck in the world, the B-E-L-A-Z 75710. It's a 4,600 horsepower engine and costs $6 million. It works in the mines of Siberia. It's uh, 60 feet long, 30 feet wide, 33 feet tall. The driver sits 21 feet off the ground. It's equipped with eight tires. It's a 16-cylinder. It has two 16-cylinder engines in it. Sounds like my dump truck. Is this in some way a refute to the comment that we're going to run out of Natural no, I was. I'm just into now. dump trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Got into so, them. That's why that the whole that whole that whole intro was so he could say I'm just into dump trucks. Yeah, I'm just into trucks. <laughs> I've always been into trucks. My kids have all those big Tonka trucks. Like they can even sit in them and push each other around the yard and shit. I'm into airplanes. Have you ever seen the C5 Galaxy? C is that the largest uh, yeah, passenger type, plane? Type, no, it's not a passenger plane. It's a military transport. Type it in. It can carry fucking tanks, dude. C5 Galaxy. Wow. Wow. Isn't that a Lock, in- Lockheed uh, C5 Galaxy? Oh, my God. This thing is scary looking. It flies, dude. That's crazy how big this that thing is. This thing is scary. Uh, it's the largest military transport aircraft in the world. You got to get a side by side from like Google Images because that doesn't do it justice. Introduced in 1970, number built 131. Wow. Uh, it has a gross weight of 550,000 pounds. Let's see how much it can carry. A maximum payload of 180,000 pounds. Could that's, carry all, that's, could carry all the athletes from Rogue. Oh my God. Looks <laughs> fake. Isn't that? It's not fake. Oh no. my god, that's crazy! Is that's the front? Does that so that the cockpit's up in the air up there, dude? If we have that, fucking aliens are real. Oh my goodness! Look at all the tires and shit on that. Wow. Oh, go to that black and oh, there was a black and white photo of them like loading something into it. Look at the size of that bomb they're loading into it. It's a fuck yeah. That's holy fuck. Oh, that's a, wow. What is that? It's like a torpedo. So that thing just rolls out. You just, no, you can't. No, no, no. They don't drop that in the air. They're taking that somewhere. Right. Okay. I was going to say, you can't lift that thing up like that while, while it's flying. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Isn't that insane? I'm obsessed with airplanes and, and helicopters. My goodness. Look up the, uh, oh, here we go. Victor Brown wants to get in the mix. Uh, look up the Antonov. Uh, it's even bigger. Look at that helicopter they're putting in there. Yeah, fuck Russia. Am I right? Keep Roman's flag out of this. Keep his flag out of this. Antonov uh, images. Oh, it's a biggins. 
It is a big end. Oh, you know, I saw one of these. I saw one of these. Oh, they got the space shuttle on one of them. Yeah, the nose opens up like it like that on this one too. Wow, that thing is a savage. I saw one of those one time. I saw a shit ton of Russian planes one time at the airport in Portland. Now they had that one there. It was crazy. Oh <laughs> uh, boy, we had quite the run um at the uh this week with the rogue um Invitational 2022 Rogue Invitational put on by Rogue Fitness. Uh, Amazing, amazing event. Uh, Fantastic competitors. You know, arguably one of the best displays of fitness you've seen anywhere up to today in the world. I would say it could even stand with like shit you see in the Olympics, in my opinion. Better. More. More is better. And uh, and, in comparable to the games in terms of the fact that in the games, you know, you often have to wait to the last heat to see some of these high levels of competition and at the rogue invitational, you were seeing them like almost every round. And it was cool because they sprinkled in a handful of competitors from the qualifier in the men, uh, in the men's. So we kind of got to see the elite of the elite. And then we got to see some of the outlier guys like uh, Jack Farlow or Tetlow. And then with the women, you, you would think it was, uh, going to be a lesser event possibly because the greats of the sport were missing Haley Adams, Mal O'Brien, uh, Tia Toomey. I, I know I'm forgetting someone, Emma Carey, uh, who, 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 who there's, I know there's one or two more, but regardless, it actually was fun not seeing them there and seeing these other girls, uh, battle it out and, 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 and kind of confirming to us that Laura Horvat is, y- y- yeah, she really is, uh, the real, real, super real deal. Uh, and the money bar, of course, we got to see that in a dramatic um, event. That being said, in hindsight, uh, uh, you know, the two uh, aficionados in programming, uh, lovers of programming, um, addicted to programming, uh, who are frequent on the show, J.R. Howell and Taylor Self, um, I've asked them to come on the show and be like, okay, Let's be super nitpicky in hindsight. Uh, if hindsight is twenty twenty, is that is that what you say? Uh, what do you guys think, um, Jr. Uh, what did you think about big picture? What did you think about the programming? What did you think about the week? Yeah, so big picture, I, I thought it was awesome. I thought, um, you know, from the from the get go, Katie and Josh and Chris, when they went on interviews, have said, you know, we we have some goals in mind. You know, I think it's important at this point that we establish goals for these off season competitions. What they're there for. They both made it pretty clear that their primary goal was to showcase the athletes. I think they did that, knocked it out of the park. Secondary goal, put on a good show. And even what Katie said was even even further, bring eyes and bring attention to the entire Iron Game. You know, they have the strongman competitors there. You've got CrossFit there. They do the Arnold, a different time of year that has bodybuilding. You know, just bring more awareness there. Check for sure. I don't remember them saying this, but I would think as a tertiary goal, it would be to test the athletes and they were definitely tested. And then maybe as a quaternary goal, have a well-rounded test enough to where at the end, without even trying, you could say, yes, the fittest one. And I think they did that. Uh, Taylor, what was that word he used that started with the Q? He said quaternary. I believe it is quaternary. What is, what the fuck does that mean? Fourth. Oh, fourth. Am I wrong? I don't know. 
No, that's right. Yeah, tertiary is third. You fucking, you were no, a Latin major. You were, you were a Latin quaternary? major. Quant. Are you sure it's quaternary, not quaternary? Pretty sure it's Q-U-A-N. But maybe. My mom will chime in here in a minute. She knows all that shit. That's biology stuff. Oh, all right. Latin, Latin. Uh, quality antics. Surely the log opening weight was too heavy. Easy, easy, buddy. He settled we'll down. We'll get there. We'll get there. Settle down. Settle down. We're still in the, we're still driving to the movie theater. Don't just go put your hand down her pants. Just chill. Uh, Taylor, uh, big picture of the event, uh, the programming, the athletes. What, what did you see, um, when you watch every last second of the coverage? Um, well, I mean, we were there, I think overall it was an amazing venue. Sorry. I apologize. You and JR yeah. were there. I apologize. It was an amazing venue. Uh, the spectacle was amazing. Um, it looked like the athletes were really well taken care of. The spectators were well taken care of. Um, I mean, just overall looking at like spectator experience, I think from that aspect, it, it seemed like an amazing event overall. Um, I think in showcasing the athletes again, overall amazing events, an amazing event with a couple things that I think could have been better or, or, you know, like I said in the outline, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But there are things that happened um, that I'm sure did not go according to plan, um, which happens at every competition. Some shit pops up, and you kind of have to solve the problem and find a solution on the fly. So aside from a couple little hiccups, um, an amazing event for showcasing the athletes, um, for promoting the Iron Game, I thought, fantastic. Um, the one thing that pops into my mind as a question to that was kind of how every time we were on the show, and this is all I know of it, everyone in our chat was like, gosh, the rogue live stream chat is horrendous. But I never looked at that. Um, but I do remember that came up every time people are like, you got to get out of the rogue live stream chat. Just people talking about CrossFitters doing steroids. Um, Speaking of steroids, your head looks big. Does it? Send, it's because it's because this shirt is like a medium, so it's making send my the head. testers. Send the testers. Are you in the testing pool, Taylor? Uh, no, I'm not. Okay. But I'll piss any day. All right. Just it just takes it. me a while of some guy staring at it. Okay, just your head looks big. I'm in a good mood, <laughs> Taylor. You look good today. And when right when you said that, I popped. When I read that, I started staring at his head, and his head looks thick like Hiller's head. Are you really <laughs> accusing me of that, bro? No, I'm just saying I am your the head looks thick. Like. You know, you did like I am <laughs> right now. I am not like if you looked at me and thought I was on steroids right now, then you're okay. Anyways, um, I'm not. And if they want to piss test me, go for it. This test him. It's the closest he's going to get to the games. Oh, we'll we'll see how you uh, amend that statement in a little bit. Right. Um, you get to pissing, boy. That's what you're going to text him. <laughs> get to pissing. Uh, in terms of. Finding the fittest there. I think they did it. Um, but I would have done it just a little bit differently. And that's why we're having this show. But again, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's easy to look at an event after it's played out and be like, oh, here are all the adjustments I've made. Well, fuck, anyone can do that. And the key is running an event up to that standard or your own standard prior to it going off or trying to poke all the holes in it before it happens. Um and me and JR aren't really sure how good we are of that because there aren't other people sitting there analyzing our events. Um, and, and maybe when there are, um, 
we can say that this argument holds more water. But yeah, and I, I think, think it's also cool too that um, you know they interviewed uh, Chris and Josh live there, like in between heats or in between events, and they were just shaking their head, like you know we think we put something together that's going to be tough or that's going to challenge these athletes, and they just crush it. They 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 blow it out of the water, and it leaves us standing there, like oh my gosh, it, you know the whole thing could have been programmed harder, you know. So it's it'd be hard to believe that they're sitting there watching it and Katie and Bill are sitting there watching it and saying, okay, maybe that weight should have been a little bit lighter, a little bit heavier. Okay. Maybe, maybe it should have been five more reps instead of five less reps. I mean, it's easy to do that when you see it come to fruition. So what we're doing is a lot easier than how hard it is to program it before it's happened. Okay. Guys, hindsight is suck my cock. That's what hindsight is. I would like to say that I just uh, getting ahead. Um, I do. I think the log weights were actually uh, be, beyond perfect. They couldn't have done it better. If anything, I would have liked to have seen. I don't think any females failed in the first round, and I think maybe one or two should have failed, just like with the men. Uh, it was a good show. They brought a lot of eyes to the Iron Games. They they did it justice. They tested the the test for the athletes was fantastic. Um, there was a big word used by Jr. went over my head. The venue was fantastic. Um, the spectacle was a plus the spectacle spectators were treated to an a plus experience. Um, the athletes, uh, were, uh, treated to an a plus experience. They did showcase the athletes abilities in a beautiful way. We give them an a plus. And the only thing that we've heard negative up to this point was, is that the chat in the seven podcast is gold and the chat on the live stream is dog shit. That's fair. Okay. I, I would just want to, let me pull this up and address one thing real quick. I'm sure we'll get into this, but just as an overall picture, this is an argument that a lot of people will make. Oh, the cream only rise to the top, the fittest one. Well, that's great. But you have to remember that second place is $70,000. Third place is like $40,000. And the payout scales all the way down. So two through 20 do matter. Or in Rogue's case, two through 10 matter. Um, and 10 and that's 20. fucking Rogue's fault, Austin, because they give away too much money. <laughs> No, I mean, it's fucking amazing. It is yeah. fantastic. But when you're giving away that much money and guys who work harder than anyone in this fucking chat could even fathom, harder than even most of uh, a lot of the vol- – like just most people who are even fans of CrossFit, unless you have someone at that level in your affiliate and you can see it, you don't understand how hard they work. And when there's that much money on the line, it's their livelihood. And so it does matter. It really – when looking at it in that context and talking about showcasing the athletes and giving the athlete the correct experience, and you want uh, the test to be as close to balance and perfect in the realm of what CrossFit, you know, describes as the fittest as you can get it, because that's what they're training for. And that's what they're trying to win money for. It matters. Yeah. Um, like, go ahead. You know, you, you may not think that the heavy grace was a great final based on what they had done through the weekend or just based on the test alone. But it did one thing, and that's kudos to to Josh and Chris and, and Katie and Bill. It allowed Pat to go fast and then lose it at the end. And had that been a sandbag-to-shoulder workout or had it just been a clean 30 reps for time or maybe had it just been uh, deadlifts, even though they had already done deadlifts earlier in the weekend, maybe he doesn't make that mistake and he wins. And now we're sitting here talking about how, how Justin can be beaten. But they did program that. And he did lose it in the last handful of reps. And in that respect, it, it, the programming does matter. 
And and it did lead to the fact that what going back to what Taylor said, the spectacle was a plus because of the way that was programmed, and the spectators got an a plus uh, battle war. But I think you can edge give of them your an, seat. Yeah, but I think you can give them that and create a little more balance. Okay, and we'll get into that. I do want to say one thing about the two guys that you're looking at up above me here. I can't go into all of their credentials. I will tell you this. Um, they take what they do very, very seriously. This is not a joke. Uh, this is not like something we're like, hey, you guys want to just go do a programming show? And then like five minutes before we come on, there's shitloads of text messages flying back and forth. There's people's feelings who get hurt. These guys will dear, uh, damn near come down to blows when it comes to some of their thoughts, beliefs, ideas, value, hard work that they put into analyzing these events. They have shit tons of experience, whether it be in competition, coaching, running affiliates, all at the uh, highest level. Um, I, I know most of you know that, but uh, I just I just wanted to let you know that this is um, we, we're going to have fun. We're going to we're going to have a blast here. But this is um, no one saying anything blase fair here or casual here. We, they, we all recognize the hard work that went into putting this event and that we, although we can't match that hard work that they put in, we can do our best at, uh, at, at looking at it in hindsight. Cause I, hindsight is 2020 <laughs> quick side. Did you guess what? So the level four, um, credential is being beta tested this weekend. I actually, I know someone who's doing the beta test trial. Um, yeah, I got two I, emails today about it. I have a full-on chub for when that becomes available. Because you're going to get right at it? Yeah, I'm probably going to get fucking clobber on the first go-around, but I'm going to give it a good run. Maybe not. I, t I said that to Andy, and I was like, dude, I'm going to get fucking wrecked on the first one. He's like, no, you're not, but we'll see. Sarah Cooper, all your shows made the weekend. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Dick Butter, um, let's not suck their dicks too hard. Why not? <laughs> what, what, why? What's, what's up? Why not? Why the fuck not? Okay, uh, should we just dig into event number one? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, one more thing, too, uh, that Taylor has in his notes here that I just want to go over. Uh, he's, uh, one of the things that Taylor said is, we don't know their limitations. Mm. So, so we don't, we, we're not mind readers of Rogue, and so we don't know their limitations. We don't know what their goal, like, uh, we don't know exactly where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And so we, we give them that with everything. But that's pretty important because they have there are implements that I've changed, and I'm sure there are implements that JR will have changed. Um, that we just have no idea why they did it the way they did it and what they wanted. And that for this is the other thing, Rogue is a huge company, extremely successful and an amazing company, and they can do whatever the fuck they want. And if they just want something some type of way because that's the way they want it, no worries. Uh, event number one, the Texas Trail run out at the Henniger Ranch, two-mile ruck, 30-pound uh, for the men, 20-pound for the women, uh, then a one-mile run. They ditched the ruck. Shit, I forgot my coffee. Wrong. Uh, you read it wrong. 1.2-mile ruck. Oh, so, oh, sorry. Yeah, does that matter? 1.2-mile uh, ruck with a 30-pound for the men, 20-pound for the women, one-mile run, and then they had to lift a 100-pound sandbag uh, over uh, some hay bales of uh, three of them, and then a two mile run. Uh, Taylor, how? What, what are your? What, what, what's your feedback on that? I'll be right back in fifteen seconds. Uh, should I wait for him to get back, Jr.? Look at this guy's comment. <laughs> well, I was going to say you could probably tell Susie to go ahead and get your get your amendment up there. 
Susan, hey guys, love your show. Pull, pull that. That's exactly what I was talking about. Always have to listen as podcast. Um, where are you from? One, uh, two. So, really wanted to ask a question to Taylor. Do you think you have the balls to say some of what you say about things people to their faces? I wonder what. I don't think I've said anything <laughs> so egregious that my balls would be that small to not say it to someone's face. I'm not like slinging any ridiculous name calling at people but yeah i think so i don't know Sevon, someone in the chat saying i don't have the balls to say what i say on the show to people's faces what do you think uh, i think you are um you absolutely do i think that you actually tone it down for the show probably <laughs> i'm not even joking it, he, this is a wild man um workout did you give did you give your did you what, what did you say when i was gone I was just reading that comment. Sousa brought it up and we were just playing with it. Okay, so so um, talk about what you would change. And and then I want to ask you this too before you talk about what you would change. When you w- um, We heard Katie Henniger say why they put those 300-pound bags in there. And it was just to annoy them, I think mm-hmm. was the word she used. And, to like, and someone else told us it was to break up their pacing. Yep. When you, you have something else in there, which you're about to share, did you put that in there thinking – I, I, I want I want to do the same thing Katie wanted. No, you didn't. No. I'm thinking, you didn't put that in there saying I want to do the same thing Katie wanted, but I think this would be more effective at it or no? Uh, it was not what Katie wanted, but I think overall it was more effective in my okay. opinion. And I'll explain okay. why I have the opinion that I have. Okay. Yeah, and you know, as we go on, we're we're gonna end up backing up a lot of the reasons why we're doing the, these things in the early events. You know, we can't really explain it, and you can't really see it until you see our entire test. Yeah. So if we job. say we want to take the sandbags out, and you say, "What do you mean you want to take the sandbags out?" We say, "Okay, well, maybe we have a sandbag somewhere else. Maybe you'll see those sandbags again at some point." Um, but yeah, I mean, if if you can bring them up both side by side, that'd be great. If not, go ahead and just bring Taylor's up, and then side by go. side would be dope. Okay, uh, Taylor, what would you put in there? So I changed it simply to, I took the weightlifting element out. I don't consider the ruck a weightlifting movement. It's still cyclical, repetitive. Um, So I view that as monostructural, but I added 30 burpee bale getovers. One, uh, because I don't believe that there ever should be a movement in a workout that's just in there to annoy you. I I think that in a well-thought-out workout or program, Every implement and every movement should have purpose, um, and it should be thoughtfully implemented. I put the burpee bale getovers because they already had the bales out there. They were looking for something to break up the pacing in the run. The event was struggling to have any meaningful amount of gymnastics in comparison to the amount of weightlifting. So removing a pointless weightlifting implement, implementing a purposeful gymnastics implement and the event also did not have burpees to this point or, or at any point. So one, I wanted a gymnastic movement that broke up the run. I think that accomplishes the goal, but it's not just annoying. 30 reps isn't going to take 10 minutes, but it's likely to add two to three minutes to everyone's time, which isn't significant, but it is important. Um, and then again, add one to gymnastics, take one away from weightlifting. And then we have burpees in the event. And I am also of the opinion that I just think burpees are very easy to put in a competition. And if you don't have them in there, I kind of am like bummed out. And 
for people in the audience. R- really, Taylor? So every competition that has a minimum of uh, six events should have burpees? I think in some form you can get up, get on the ground and get off the ground in some form or fashion. Burpee pull-ups, burpees yeah. over the bar, burpees over the bail, just some Devil's sort of burpee. Press, some oh, okay. form or fashion. This person is asking how are burpees considered gymnastic for the purpose of CrossFit programming in, in the level one seminar. They talk about MWG, monostructural weightlifting gymnastic, and they designate body weight movements that are not monostructural, so not cyclical and repetitive as gymnastic. And so a burpee bail get over is just your body getting around another object, gymnastics. Uh, JR, what, what, let's see what JR had in there. Yeah. And remember guys, we, we made it a point not to discuss any of our tweaks, any of our changes. And while it would be maybe more fun to just rip the whole thing apart and just make our own workouts that why would we do that? That would be like taking someone's masterpiece painting and just saying, yeah, that's cool. Take it off the wall. I want to paint my own up there instead of looking at it and critiquing it. And that's what we're doing because the test was awesome. It was really well-rounded. We started off with something that like only could happen at Rogue. Yeah. They start off with a 30 plus minute test out off the property. It's awesome. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to find a way maybe from a spectator standpoint, even though they couldn't see this event specifically from an athlete standpoint, from everything standpoint, how do we, how do we improve upon it? How do we tweak it? How do we make it more well-rounded? So you're not going to see any huge changes. You're just going to see minor tweaks. Hey, very actually, interesting. So you guys picked the exact same movement and the exact same number of movements just placed differently. Yeah. So, and I mean, I think that's important what Katie said about it being annoying. I think, I think if that's the yeah. point and we know that, then the way I tried to take that is, okay, I need to keep that annoyingness. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to have them run with weight, take it off, do 10 quick ones. Then they start their mile without the run. So now they're, now they're trying to, you know, now they're trying to get to a new pace. After a mile, they're probably in a good rhythm. They have to stop and do 10 more. They run a mile, they have to stop and do 10 more. So we're still keeping the three miles of running and the one-ish mile of rucking, and we're just breaking it up a little bit. So uh, our do they do are, that? Do they do those first 10 burpees, JR, with the ruck on? Yeah. Oh, wow. I like that. With I like that too. Yeah. Uh, um, let, me, let me throw some things out there. Uh, why, why, if you really uh, want to, why not make a heavier ruck? Why not make it a 50 pound ruck? It's just one mile, 50 and, you know, uh, 35. And then the other thing is, is why aren't you guys going for 50 burpees? These, these are the, the elite of the elite. Why don't you have, you know, 15, 15, 15 JR? And, and why didn't you have 50, uh, Taylor? Go ahead, Taylor, you first. Uh, well, first, first about the weight, weight of the ruck and then the number of burpees. Well, if you've, if you've ever done any amount of rucking, you know, the more distance you add with load, generally speaking, the intensity decreases. Um, and it was clear that after this first event and how people's bodies responded, uh, the dose was potent. And so I think leaving that one mile ruck where they are running as fast as they fucking can with that mile, knowing that they're going to ditch it and then feel lighter to run another mile. I think that's fine. You don't need any more any more weight than that. And also, looking at the totality of the weekend, there's so much weightlifting. I don't consider this weightlifting, but you don't need to add more load to the athletes. Time under tension. Yep. In terms of the 30 versus 50, I was just trying to make it something that wasn't like an egregious time domain change to the workout. I think if you make it 50 burpee bail get overs, the workout is at minimum 40 minutes instead of 31 minutes. And it just adds up. The 20 extra burpees adds up, makes generally the entire set of 50 a whole lot slower than 
you know, each burpee is a little bit slower than they would be in a set of 30. And then you're also adding time to the other movements as a result of the 50 get overs. I, I just didn't think that was necessary. I thought 30 did this. It wasn't enough to completely change the stimulus of the workout, but it was enough to make the burpees important or you couldn't just, it wasn't just three bags over the bale that were kind of irrelevant just to break up pacing. It, it's 30 reps in a row that matter. And if you fall behind, now you have to catch back up on a run, which is really hard to do when you're winning a run. You want to be out in front. So I, I thought the 30 was just fine for that. Uh, JR, why not make it um, 20 sandbags if, if it's going to be 100 pounds? Why add burpees? I, I know you guys like burpees, but why not just take the bag and make them go back and forth over the hay bale 20 times? Well, I think it's 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 all about what you like and it's all about what you're biased to. And everyone who programs has that. And to me, when I look at the totality of the test and I see um, four monostructural 14 uh, weightlifting, seven gymnastics. I like to try to balance that a little bit more. That's just what I like. So you take that sandbag movement out. Sure, it's only three reps, but it's it's still moving load. And there are four workouts over the course of the 10 that have sandbag of some kind. Mm -hmm. So I think removing it and putting in a gymnastics element doesn't take away from the test at all. Um, I was talking to some of the guys, uh, Jason, I think maybe he told, um, I think maybe Pat told him this too. After that first mile, their heart rates were at 180 and they stayed there the entire rest of the workout, which is wow to be able to keep that kind of intensity. So I don't think that doing a mile, doing 10, doing a mile, doing 10, doing a mile. I don't think you lose any intensity there. I think a lot of nope. people may push yeah. back and say, well, that's just going to be an excuse to slow down. No, no, I don't think so. No, not at all. Uh, let me see if I heard that right. You're saying that they, after the first ruck that Vellner was saying his heart rate stayed at around 180. I know Jason said that. And then that was secondhand from, from Jason about like with Pat back and forth. They're like, yeah, mine too. I mean, when they looked at their watches, they were saying they were in the one eighties for like the majority of the workout, which is nuts. Watches aren't, you know, 100% accurate, but it was probably pretty fucking high. Wow. That is gnarly. Uh, JR, um, uh, one of the uh, people says you need that picture you have hanging on the wall there doesn't work there. Uh, and I think I agree with them. It should be a larger picture. Well, those are. <laughs> <laughs> you're, probably, you're probably right it's a big wall on a small picture <laughs> oh my goodness so okay uh day uh event number two uh started on was the first event in uh day number two it's called the ski bar um it is uh 20 log muscle ups for the men 15 for the women 40 cows i didn't even know that they had different number of log muscle ups no they didn't Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I apologize. Sorry. Uh, sorry. 20. <laughs> uh, you guys will know what we're laughing about in just a second. 20 bar muscle ups uh, for the uh, competitors, 40 uh, cows on the skier for the men, 32 on for the women, 80 GHD sit ups, then back to the skier for 40, 32, and then finish with 20 bar muscle ups on the four inch diameter log. Uh, Taylor self, shall we look at your, uh, tweaks? Very, very small and subtle here. Hey, I, I really like this because everyone else was focused on changing the time cap and you did something, uh, a little different to, to credit. This is this idea 
uh, was born from JR. So, you know, you could do two things in this, right? So the guys had a time cap that a lot of them beat. Some of them capped, I believe. The women had a time cap where most of the field, if not, did everyone hit the time cap? Everyone yeah, so, hit the time cap. Yeah. yeah. Well, 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 so Emma, Emma, I think in both muscle up workouts, she finished the work, but didn't get credit for the run for the, across the finish. To finish the finish line. Okay. So, you know, you can do a couple of things. You can increase the time cap for the women or what JR likes and what I like a lot are aesthetically pleasing numbers. Um, and especially in a workout that rewards having longer arms or a faster hip drive or bigger hands on something like the log bar muscle up, uh, just take the reps down to 16, you double it and you get the 32 ski calories, which they had already written. If you're going to give, uh, the women a lower count for the calorie ski, why wouldn't you give them a few less reps for the bar muscle up? Because you had girls who didn't even get out of the first round of bar muscle ups in the workout. So clearly, you know, a much easier movement for men than for women. Again, we're not here to just scrap the workout and write whatever the fuck we want. Anyone can do that. I just think this subtle change allows far more women to finish. Eight total reps left. Less is probably a minute to two minutes uh, faster for some of these women. And you accomplish everything that you wanted to accomplish. And Emma Lawson for sure finishes it. Well, without a doubt. Well, probably a minute to a minute and a half under the time cap. What is this uh, you have in parentheses here? Med ball split. Oh yeah. So this was an idea that me and JR at one point discussed a little bit. Um, This is just kind of to illustrate the way I think about workouts. Um, But I had, when I was thinking about what I would have liked to see in a workout like this, and if rogue had no limitations, um, was potentially something like this, 20 log muscle ups, 40 calorie ski, 20 med ball GHDs on the first GHD advance down the floor, 40 GHDs on the next GHD advance back 20 med ball GHDs on the first GHD advance back to the skier 40 advance back to the bar 20. So the workout would be 20, 40, 20, 40, 20, 40, 20. The only problem with that is it's a little busy. Um, and then you're just adding another weightlifting element to a competition that is already so weightlifting heavy and this, this main thing. I don't 80- know. I, you completely lost me. Sorry. What, what, what I don't, I, I understand you're, you're talking about just moving the GHD d- down so we can see where they are in the workout. But what, why does it say med ball? Because I was talking about the, tw- so the set of 20 GHDs and would be with the medicine ball. So a med ball oh. GHD sit up oh. and oh. then the next 40 without at the further GHD. And then you go back to the med ball GHD for another 20, um, just to break it up a little bit. But I think I also don't like it because the 80 GHDs did exactly what I think the workout was intended to do. And it had a lot of athletes who aren't good at GHDs got fucking punished. And then athletes who are really good at GHDs like Justin made a move and, and were able to win the workout. You know, what would be interesting is, uh, well, I'll wait, I'll wait till JR goes. I'll wait till JR goes. I like the idea. I, I have, I have an idea. Uh, uh, JR, let's pull up JR's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once again, I mean, I, I would say this workout, um, over the course of the weekend's my favorite, just as originally written, you really don't need to do anything to it. It's really easy to look at it and say the time cap was too aggressive. The fastest time for the males was 11 minutes, only one minute under the cap. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is almost identical to what Taylor did. You know, Annika Greer, she got four muscle ups in the first 20. That's what she did for the entire 12 minutes, four, four log muscle ups. So they were really tough. And we know that it, we talked about a lot of reasons why it, it lessened your kip. 
Um, it made the movement almost like a strict muscle up. It affected the turnover and the timing and really the, the workout was won or lost there. You saw Emma Lawson doing singles from the beginning, like a 15 year veteran, which is crazy to see. And I mean, just more kudos to her, but yeah, I mean, I think just making it 30 cows, making it 15 muscle ups, they're still doing 30 total. They're still doing 60 calories as opposed to 80. They still got the chunk of 80 in the middle. You don't mess with anything else. Uh, when you, I, I wonder, because I forget who said it, but someone was saying, I think maybe it was Carolyn Prevo in the interview said that you couldn't swing on the bar muscle ups because of the diameter of the log and you would fall off. Does that mean that the bar muscle ups were more of the gymnastic kit where you were, you had to use that tension in your lat to pop out of rather than swing? Yeah. You know, a lot of people were saying you should utilize more of a, more of a glide kit to do that. But, but again, I think that increases the time that you're almost horizontal to the ground and it makes grip almost play an even bigger factor. The longer you're hanging in that position, the harder it's going to be. And I would add to say it's important that you heard that from a female because you had athletes with longer arms and specifically longer forearms who had no problem getting into a nice big arch and swing. Jason was a perfect example of that. His muscle-ups looked like he was doing them on a regular pull-up bar. He had this nice big arch at the bottom of his rep. Um, and then he performed it pretty much normal. And so did Noah to that point. And Noah was a smaller guy, but it, some athletes looked like they could not get into an arch position because of the diameter of the log. Some athletes had no problem doing it. So I think to a degree, anthropometrics come into play, um, but also just being able to see something new and move your body around it with efficiency. Is that a muscle up wound on you, Taylor? Oh yeah. I did a workout yesterday. Uh, yeah, it was yesterday. It was like an interval workout of three strict muscle ups, 90 foot sled push, three strict muscle ups for like six rounds. Damn. So what is that? 36 strict. Yeah. I haven't done Uh, it in a while and that's why I ripped like a little biatch. What, what about, um, a smaller diameter log for the women? I know that sounds like a a, a lot, but reduced to, to a three inch diameter. No, I, I think, like. I, I, I think. I'm sorry, Taylor. I think as primal as this was, it was perfect. Yeah. Um, okay. Nature knows no sex when you're yeah. when you're somewhere and you just got to get up and over something. It doesn't matter. You can't go look for the one that's smaller. So I think in that respect, it was awesome. I I would love to know too who tested this and and how awesome they were on the bar muscle ups because this is early in the weekend. Chris there's, no, there, there's no interference before. Their legs just got trashed on the run. But other than that, I mean, their upper body's completely fresh, which I think, again, speaks to the placement of this workout as perfect because there's no excuse of, well, if my forearms wouldn't have been blown up from the rope climbs yesterday, I would have been able to do better on the log. You, you can't say that here. Well, two things. One, Christy Aramo, I believe, tested the workout. I think we talked to Katie. I think Katie mentioned that. And Christy Aramo is amazing at muscle-ups. She's one of the best female females at muscle-ups. Um and also really good on the GHD. So it doesn't surprise me that that's how they came up with that cap. And two, this is like the ultimate woke implement. <laughs> it does not identify. It's binary. It's non-binary. <laughs> I I think you're going stretching, but I really appreciate the effort. Uh, you're always welcome to try that out on the 700 podcast. Uh, what about this? And then I'll leave you guys alone. Um, what about so that there's some continuity? What if there was a theme throughout the weekend? We saw you had to start running with the ruck, right? And then you got to ditch it. What if we play off of what um, Taylor said? You made the first 40 GHD with the med ball. And then the last 40 GHD, you got to ditch the med ball. And so now we have this kind of this theme going. I like that. 
I like that. And and actually on the same GHC, that might look better if it weren't for all the other weightlifting in the event. The reason I got away from the two GHD idea is because it kind of rewarded people who sucked at GHDs because they get a break after 20 to move to uh. the next 40. And it was about punishing people who you had to sit on the fucking machine for 80 straight reps. Word. Okay. Uh, event number three was the second event at day two at the Rogue Inventational 2022 program by Katie Henniger, Chris Spieler, and Josh Bridges, both uh, very successful um, games athletes. And uh, Susan will pull that up now. All Curious three, if JR right? and Taylor go off 80% for programming for ladies. Never mind. Saw JR had 75%. Loading. What did I say? No, you're right. He just meant like loading. Uh, okay. I don't know. I yeah, don't tip- go off seventy percent. I like to go a little higher than seventy. Uh, event number three, the back attack, uh, five four three two one back squats at four five and two seventy five, and then twenty five twenty fifteen ten five box jump over twenty four inch for the men, twenty inch for the women, and they go back and forth. So five and twenty five, four and twenty, all the way down. Shall we look at uh, Taylor's? adjustment god i hope please put 500 pounds taylor please put 500 pounds please put 500 pounds i'm too much of a bitch for that oh okay uh ah okay nice the, like, and the only reason i liked that workout a lot and i didn't and, but for those of us who don't know also make sure you tell us what that means yeah, box. I will. okay okay so i love that workout i really didn't think much needed changing and the only change that i thought it needed was for my own personal opinion um, and that is to me, a workout like that looked like, and kind of played out like a workout that really rewards people with a shorter range of motion. And when you have the box jump over, you don't punish that short range of motion at all or as much. Um, and so I thought the box clears did a couple things. One, it gave the workout a little more balance to the box clear, which just means you jump all the way over and you can't touch the top of the box. Um, so that the people Can everyone may- do that. Can everyone do that? Yeah, everyone in the field can do that. And what it okay. does is it takes the longer athletes who were punished by the back squat range of motion and it gives them a little bit of a carrot for the box clears. It doesn't balance it out that much more, but just a little bit more. Uh, I think it looks a little cooler. It maybe slows it down just a little bit, uh, maybe more than a little bit. It slows it down probably by two minutes total for the slowest, I think generally, um, which to me isn't that much. There are already several four to six minute workouts in the event. I didn't think that was a big deal, uh, but more of just an opinion thing. Give the longer athletes a little bit of a carrot. So Tetlo has shorter range of motion on the back squat. Yeah. And then, and then he has to pay for it a little bit more on the box jump. Jason Hopper has a longer range of motion on the back squat and then can just, they call him Jason Hopper for a reason. He just bounces over. Correct. Uh, Let's look at J.R. Howells for event number three, back attack. Yeah, and, you know, starting out, you know, we look at the workout. I was one of the initial um, pundits that said oh, the 275 is is probably too light. The girls are going to go at least 20 seconds faster. And look what Ooh. happened, 409 and 409. So um, Laura and Nick Matthew had the same exact time, 409. So it was perfectly programmed as far as loading goes. What I really liked about this workout and the way that they programmed it was it was a strength test, but unlike the log, which was a rested one rep max, and unlike the parallel handstand pushup, which was a strength test that was gymnastics focused, this tested barbell strength under fatigue, and I thought it was awesome. I kept the no touch here, so the same thing as bots clears like Taylor did, but what I chose to do instead 
was take the front squat from the floor and make you pay for dropping it in a different way. So instead of, oh, I failed a rep, I have to strip it and then put the weight back on the rack and then add the weight back. It still will deter you from failing a rep, but it just means you have to do another clean. And for all the people out there that are like, oh, that's too many cleans because you have DT and you have the log clean, you have the clean jerk, chill because those are going to be adjusted also. So I like this. I like this. So this and those of you that remember the games from this past year, back nine, you know what happened? They had the heavy front squat from the floor. The strongest people were able to do a squat clean and then add another front squat or two where some people had to just do singles. And they couldn't, or they couldn't clean it at all. So where some people couldn't bat squat it, you still may see that here. Probably not with 315, 215. I still think it's the strongest athletes are going to perform the best. But with the clears, like Taylor said, it balances the test just a little bit more and gives a little bit more value to being able to do that. Uh, and to go along with the theme of reducing weight, I would reduce the reps and, or, or invert the reps and start at one at 500 pounds. And, uh, and then when you do two reps, it would be, uh, go down by, you know, 20, 30 pound increments. How about that? How do you, how do you do that? You just have plates on there and you have to pull them off. Does Daniel Brandon, Brandon (laughs) like people do on Instagram where they like start with, they start with 135, then they go 225, then they go 315, then they go 405. I don't think, and then they they take them off. I don't think Daniel would have finished this version either. You don't No, She didn't, didn't she get capped on back nine? Those are the back nine weights for the front squats. Yeah, and she wow. got gapped on that. All right. Good question, Mr. Young. Very good question. Uh, having to reclean would crush people, but but it's but it still keeps you in the game. Once you dropped it, it was a little depressing to watch. And there's a lot of people that are going to be able to squat clean and then do four, and then squat clean and to do you know uh, uh, do three. Like Laura, all of them that performed really well at the bat squat version will perform well at this version too. Yeah, correct. Okay. Uh, Rounding out day two was event number four. Uh, at, at the end, I want to make sure that I ask you guys if you like the order of the events too. If you, if that's something that we can talk about at the end. Hey, if there were any events that you could reorder, would you, would you reorder them? Um, event number four is five rounds, 15 cows on the echo bike, 12 deadlifts, 155 and 105, nine uh, hang power cleans, 155, 105, and six push jerk, 155, 105. So this is this is uh, DT with a spin, correct? Okay, yeah, it says it up there. Should we look at Taylor's? Yeah, we can look at Taylor's and then for day three, just look at mine first. No typo. I just left it as is. I like the workout. I think with some of the other changes um, that I wanted to implement, I was okay with leaving it as DT. Um, there's going to be still. I'm just feeling like you're lazy. You're being lazy by leaving it. <laughs> That's exactly what just popped in my head. Oh, God, he got lazy on this one. You could think I'm being lazy or you could just put in the perspective of I'm I'm literally trying to do as little as I can to make as big of a difference as I can. And I didn't think this workout needed the adjustment. Personally. Did you enjoy watching this one? I liked watching it. I did think one thing. I thought that along with a couple of other events, it came down to cycle speed, uh, predominantly on the barbell, hang power clean specifically in the shoulder to overhead. The bike for sure mattered, and people who sucked on the bike didn't do well. But there were athletes who were amazing on the bike, and it just didn't cycle quickly, who also were meh in the back. So I think it rewarded cycle speed, and I think that in a competition, a workout like this has its place. 
Okay, and it, hurt, like, and it was classic CrossFit, and it fucking hurt people. Yeah, I didn't know this was an option, or else I wouldn't have changed it either. I thought we had to make some kind of tweak, so I did. Damn. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> well, Damn. that's good. I mean, I think this is perfect. I no, that's cool. It made me think a little bit harder, and, and, and as the weekend rounds out, you'll see why I did some of the things that I did. So, yeah, instead, instead of having DT in there with the bike, I chose to put a movement that was not included in the competition. Mm-hmm. I like testing GHD and then testing recovery of the midline into toes to bar yeah. DT with a spin was primarily ended up being a grip test for yep. people. Also you have lungs and leg fatigue on the last couple bikes. Can you push the bike when you're tired? But generally speaking, it was a grip test. Well, this is still a grip test. I still wanted to leave a hinge from the floor with the deadlift, keeping the weight the same, keeping the reps fast, leaving the time cap alone. And then you just have 18, 15, 12. And I think it would be pretty close time-wise also. I so what you took out here was the power clean and the hand clean. I took out the hand clean, clean and the shoulder to overhead. And we'll, we, you know, we'll get overhead. to that, but there were, there were three clean and jerk variations. There was this clean and jerk variation. There was the log clean and press. And then there was the clean and jerk from the floor. There was one snatch variation, three clean and jerks. So instead of doing that, you'll see at the end, I have one clean and jerk and one snatch variation still left the deadlifts. There's only one shoulder to overhead variation now. So you're taking out two of those other movements, two of the weightlifting movements come out. One gymnastics movement comes in. And and it's something we didn't see the toes to bar. And I like this time domain probably fits perfectly. Would you have done this on the same bar as the bar muscle ups log toe to bar? Uh, I'm not going to take credit for that idea. So Taylor actually said, you know, wow. You know, would it be cool if they had toes to bar like in the final, but they just use the log again. And I, I thought that was really cool. I No, this would have just been on a normal bar to keep the rounds unbroken. Mm-hmm. And, you know, still by the end, you've got 90 total reps. So it's still not a not a gimme to get up and get 18 every time after the deadlift and the hard bike. I think JR, are great. you a kinesiology major? Uh, no, I was a biological sciences major. And then I got a bachelor's in nursing after that. Taylor. Oh, he's a nurse. Uh, Taylor, what were you going to say? Uh. Oh, I was going to say I like the workout. I like that workout better with a regular pull-up bar. Uh, so uh, John Young, this is exactly what I was thinking. Might be some mean fails on a locked out bar. <laughs> Bring out the crash pads. There were some mean fails on the sandbag. I mean, that's what makes competition fun. It's fun for the spectators to see things like that, to see the best athletes in the world at failure. So, but anyways. JR, we have the same two degrees, John Young. Wow. That's cool. That's, that's the most important information we've gotten today on the show. <laughs> um, okay, uh, day number three, uh, we begin begin with event five. Uh, this will take us to the halfway point in the competition. The event was called the Turtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an axle bar lunge, one fifty five monkey bar traverse hill run. Uh, you ran to the top of a hill, and then when you got up there, there was a rope up there, and you pulled a bag up uh, that weighed 155 pounds if you were a man, 105 if you are a woman. Then you went back on the monkey bar traverse, and then you finished with the axle bar lunge again with 155 and 105. Uh, J.R. Howell. Yeah, Susan, can you pull up that uh, picture of Janikowski pulling the turtle up the hill? So, yeah, with this workout, we see another up and back chipper. Now it's a shorter one. All right. And usually at Rogue, we see chippers of up and back, you know, variety. So they stay true to their roots there. Um, This one was meant to be fast for sure. The way it was written, the speed at which people were lunging, doing the monkey bars. It was just a race right from the beginning. But what you did see a lot of is whoever held the first lunge in the lead position generally was the one that won the heat or the workout. 
You saw a couple times where, you know, there's an uncharacteristic mistake from Justin on his last lunge. And I think maybe there was a heat earlier on where the bag pull ended up shifting a leader, um, you know, back and forth because some, some guy just crushed it and the other guy kind of struggled. Was that but, quant when he was uh, using the, he was the first guy to use the, two, think, the continuous so. pool, right? Right. And I have this picture pulled up because the workout that I have is a little different. What I really wanted to see more of is the monkey bars. You know, it seemed like watching it, that the lunge was yeah. the primary part of the workout and to balance it a little bit more, I would have liked to seen him go one traverse down, two traverse back, one traverse down. So they do three, they still end up on the right side of the hill. They run up the hill and you can see in this picture, the little appendages that are on the turtle, you will grab those and you'll reverse drag the turtle up the hill. I did ask some of the athletes, Hey, was it too slippery to do that? If, if they would have had to drag something up that hill, would they have slipped? And some of them said, yes, some of them said no, but I, I think just for the fun of this exercise, maybe we just say that, um, they're going to be safe, you know? So, so, so you're saying grab the handle on the bag and you just have to pull it up. Yeah, so it looks like there's so, it looks like there's several. That gives handles. me an idea. You know no, what, what, I'm, what, what I'm Would you be is, allowed to pick it up and walk up? No, you, no, you would just drag it anyway. So they like, so, so, you know, in my head, I was thinking rescue Randy. Yes, you know from the games, Fuck and I'm yes. and I'm thinking about what Katie said, and I was like, well, I can say let's put a rescue Randy and drag him up the hill, but Katie made it clear, you know, we want to leave the game stuff, game stuff. We want to use our own things when when it comes to rogue, and I think that's really cool because they have them in a, they have them in a in a you know in a building somewhere they can just pull out stuff and use it however they want i think it needs to be heavier if it's going to be a drag i think it needs to be something yeah. so heavy that it deters you from wanting to pick it up i think it, there has to you, do you know what i'm saying jr it shouldn't uh, have been it shouldn't have been a rescue randy it should have been a fucking rescue like randolph like a big old fat fucking dummy that's like 300 pounds like how about what, what, how about rescue paul pelosi rescue paul pelosi <laughs> exactly. a rescue uh fucking <laughs> yeah and also too life. like you know this is a new implement the workout has the name i don't want to just take it out altogether so i think just getting it up the hill yeah, in a different yeah. way but my primary reason <laughs> my primary reason for doing this style of drag up the hill you still got grunt work but the next workout is rope climb this movement is is like that movement yeah. very similar and because of the tweak to the next workout, I chose just to take this movement pattern out altogether. So if you want to bring up my workout, people can look at it. It's really the same structure. It's well, just more more monkey bar traverses. So you give a little bit more time there. And it's just a different bag pull up the hill. I, I want to say something before we look at this, uh, JR's uh, revision of workout five. I think I, I speak for myself. I think we we unfairly expect so much from Rogue. We kind of see them as God, like they can just make anything. Like, hey, the the the, the monkey bar should have just been the greatest monkey bars ever because that's the business you're in. And I th I don't know if you guys feel that way, but sometimes I feel like, wow. I mean, they they had they brought that hill out there last year, right? And that that's pretty crazy to do that inside of a baseball field. But I, for the whole time, I'm like, I was thinking to myself, well, why don't they can make anything? Why don't they just make the greatest monkey bar set we've ever seen and, and really, you know, slap their dick out on the table? But they still have time to do that next year. And we just expect so much from them. Well, in this case, there is no change to the structure. You yeah, just do exactly it three times. I okay, expect okay. so much of them. Okay. Yeah. Me, me to my too. Version. Yeah. To, to, to a point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the turtle, J.R. Howell for time. Uh, he has a 20 yard axle lunge. Is that what it was originally? 
Yeah, it, 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 it looked like the grid was in five-yard increments, yeah, and, and they did. Yeah, ish. Was it four segments? I thought it was three 15-foot or 20-foot segments. I couldn't remember. Okay, either way, you want to keep the axle bar lunge the yeah, same? Yeah, I think it was four same. of them, yeah. Okay, and then I like this monkey bar traverse because it would be interesting to see what they did. You're saying go down, go back, go down, and then dismount and go up the hill. Yep. Right, and then on the way back, you're on the right side of the lunge too. So you do the same uh, thing. You do the same right. thing after the total drag. Right, and then the drag. You're saying you should actually you have grabbed the bag and, and have the to bag drag it up the hill yeah, somehow. Right. Back. Yep. All right, um, Mr. Howell, uh, Mr. Taylor, Mr. Smith, Mr. Taylor, Taylor. What's your last name? Taylor Smith. Smith, Mr. Smith. Not mid. Taylor okay. Self. Jesus, criminy. <laughs> So I kept it exactly pr- pretty pretty much the same as JR. The one change that I didn't make is I left the hand over hand pull up the hill with the rope. Um, I just thought that was fine. Even with my addition to the duel, I thought it was fine because there was generally a lack of upper body pulling in the weekend. Specifically, there aren't really any pull-ups or chest bar or anything like that. Um, so I was okay with that kind of redundant movement pattern. I don't know. I'm fine with it. I look... I think somewhere where me and JR differ a little bit is, is you focus not solely, but you do pay attention to movement patterns and redundancies. And I pay attention to that too. Um, I guess I'm just, I am sensitive to other things. I'm more sensitive to other things rather than have them pulling two workouts in a row or something like, or hinging two workouts in a row. Um, and a good example of that is how much I love the 2017 CrossFit games and they like squatted in every fucking workout that year. But I just thought all the workouts were so cool. Anyway, what does 45 to 60 mean? That was, I wasn't sure the distance was. I wasn't, I thought it was, three it was segments. 60. It was, it 60. was 60. Okay. Yeah, so I thought it was three segments, either 15 or 20 foot segments, but it looks like it was four 15 foot segments. Same thing. So anyways, lunge the same distance. Then the big change is with my gargantuan expectations from Rogue was to just build that fucking thing out times three. So you had that one section at another section and then another section and have them go all the way down unbroken, make it an unbroken designation, kind of how they did at the games this year. And you add a little bit of suspense potentially and uh, risk to the monkey bar traverse. It's three times longer. Most of these athletes can definitely do that unbroken, but if you fuck up, then it's a huge mistake. I don't think hitting every bar needed to be a designation. Like you don't have to touch every bar with your hand. If you can skip fucking three at a time and you're stretch arm strong, go for it. But you got to do it unbroken. Um, and then it adds kind of a little more to that primal theme. Like with the log bar muscle up is, you know, in life, why would you ever do a monkey bar traverse? If you can just fucking walk, you know, you have to tip You would think of if you're surviving or doing that in some sort of, you know, crazy setting, you're doing it to get across uh, something that you can't just simply fucking drop and walk. So make it unbroken, make it count. I think that balances the workout a lot, but maybe they just couldn't build it out that far. I call bullshit. I think it looks way cooler on the floor too. Like if you can build it out 60 feet, the, that section of rig on in the, the field or on the field in person uh, was not, it was very underwhelming. You have, It wasn't impressive, but a right. 60 foot one, what, how long was it? It was 20 feet. We're guessing about 20 feet. So you're saying make it three times as long. Yeah. So, I mean, look at the Zeus rig. They go through all that work to put that Zeus rig up. You could do that. That monkey bar looked like a pretty standard squat rack or some sort of rogue rig that you can buy. 
I'm sure they could easily make that. I really don't think it would be that difficult. And maybe Bill or Katie chimes in and they're like, hey, you fucking dumb idiot. It would be so hard. And then I'm they definitely said they're definitely saying that. <laughs> I just think if you stretch that thing out across the outfield, it looks way fucking cooler. Like, just stretch it out. That would be so fucking cool. Here we go. Can yeah, I don't imagine see that times three. So that's 10 bars that she went across. If we yeah. assume that they're two feet apart, that's 20. Yeah. Could you imagine that being times three would be f- so fucking cool. Uh, what about, uh, what about uh, bringing the ruck back for this event and um, having them wear a uh, 40 pound ruck for this event? So that too much, too much weightlifting already. There's too much weight. I think it's uh, just too much. And I mean, you know, a lot of people will push back on both of our recommendations about making more traverses or making a longer traverse and say, no guys, it was supposed to be a sub three minute test. And it was the winners were 234 and 249 respectively. So if you add to it, you take away from that stimulus. There's not just go, 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 go gas pedal. I I would say that that amount more of monkey bars, unless you're going to stand there and rest on the back half is probably only going to add about 30 seconds. If that. And, Um, and the penalty for simply breaking the pull up bar or dropping is you just start over at the beginning. It's, it's really cool. Okay. Yeah, it's really cool that you had an unbroken requirement in your workouts because mine has it too later on. Cool. Uh, is that something you're kind of like running off the theme from the games? You're putting a ex- uh, premium on execution? Yeah, it was yeah, something introduced. Bit. Yeah, it was introduced in competition at the games. Event number six, we crossed the halfway point to the duel two. A dear friend of ours thought this was one of the worst events he's ever seen in. Uh, Competition who, history. Name him. <laughs> oh, I think I know who, but I'm not going to name him. My balls aren't that big. Uh, when let one. Uh, I actually, I actually, uh, when it was actually going, I fucking loved it. Me one, too. one uh, legless rope climb, ten overhead squats, one thirty-five and ninety-five. Uh, that transition was beautiful to watch. You got to see the athletes do a lot of. Uh, there was a lot of athleticism there with between the rope climb, grabbing the bar, and immediately going into the overhead squats, and then the sandbag carry to the finish which ended up being very dramatic. <clears throat> a lot of people started diving, falling. It was really cool. 200-pound bag for the men, 150 for the women. And I will say this, I cannot believe how easy they all made that look, picking that bag up. Like it was nothing. Uh, who wants to go first? Do you want to go first again, Mr. Howell? Yeah, I can go first. Just a little bit okay. before you put my work up. Uh, you know, oh, my work out up on the board. It's uh, It's really cool to have events like this. I think elimination is not even arguably the most exciting form of competition event you can have having to execute, having to get every single rep smooth to be able to move on. Um, I think when it happened on the floor, it was amazing to watch. It was really exciting. We were all standing up and watching the speed that they were doing. Everything was really, really impressive. Is this our girl? I think as the, I think as the heats went on, the judge. We saw that the workout was most about who can go the fastest without getting a penalty, not yeah, who true. can go the fastest. Yeah. So in that respect, You're I talking think specifically on the overhead squat, the penalty there. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Because we didn't see anyone. I don't think fail a legless rope climb. And, and it, a lot of people <laughs> have said 20 feet. A lot of people have said 15 feet. A lot of people have said 18 feet, whatever. It was taller than 15 feet for sure, but they had five to 10 minutes in between reps. So no one was going to fail one of those reps. I thought initially that the ascend and descend speed would have mattered a little bit more, but what you ended up seeing because so many people were taking a no rep here and there on the squats is that it kind of balanced itself out. By the time you got to the sandbag, 
it was a true race. I say all that and maybe people are like, well, yeah, that's the point, dude, for when they get to the sandbag, everyone's even and then whoever can walk just a little bit faster and sacrifice their body, they're the ones that should be able to win. Yeah, I I thought Danielle was going to win this, even though Laura had won all the other ones. Was Danielle ever lead? Danielle was one rep ahead on the overhead squads. Yeah, and Laura Carter. I did. I you know, interesting. If that was what they wanted people to meet the sandbag at the exact same time, and that's where the workout is, that plays into a differing opinion than mine that you shouldn't have irrelevant movements in a workout or work or movements in a workout that aren't don't really give you an opportunity to create any separation. I think if there's going to be an implement in a workout, we'll made it make it meaningful um yeah i mean you don't get pictures like this if you don't have the workout yeah, written the way it's written with so this, in, you know in that respect it was it was really cool. cool there was some confusion of well what is it is it when the bag crosses the line or when the human crosses the line with the chip timer and like what you know and you know we had been told that stopwatches were having to be used instead of the chip timers and things were kind of malfunctioning so there were some unforeseen things happening Kudos to Rogue. I think they were the first one that did any kind of video review for appeals. That took a little bit longer. Mm -hmm, they were mm -hmm. taking in a lot of appeals. Maybe they expected that. Maybe they didn't expect it. But I thought they handled it as well as they could have. We just all wanted it. We wanted more action faster. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's probably where most of it comes. And then we can talk about our own versions and and why we did what we did. So they had, they had all those appeals. It, it took over three hours to show 16 total minutes of working time between both the men and the women. So three hours for 16 minutes of action, which is fucking crazy. I think a lot of that is due to the appeals, but I think all of the appeals were due to the nature of the overhead squat riding on a rep or a no rep. No one was failing overhead squats, but there were a ton of no reps given out. And specifically there was that one lane where that one judge was giving the same no rep every single heat on the same exact rep that looked exactly the same as all the other squats um, which was just, it was, it was crazy. And Hiller's post to me illustrated it perfectly. Imagine looking down your lane on a 30 to 40 second workout and seeing this is your judge. You're like, <laughs> I, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm fucked. So I think hey, if you're a coach, do you tell your athlete? I guess you have to a hundred percent. You, tell them, them. you say, Hey, listen, give you them what they want. And if you need to pause at the top, pause at the top and then yeah. just whatever your time is, that's your time. Yeah. Hey, um, and, and, and I, I go on the way out there, I go out there and smooth and sweet talk that judge. If I know oh, I got yeah. that judge as I'm walking over to my rope to start the event, I go over and tell her, Hey man, like, I really want to make sure I do everything perfect. Yeah. Can you, can you, what, can you tell me exactly what you're looking for? Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe Joe Biden or whisper in her ear or something. Like, hey, what's your name? Thank you for being out here. Like that's classic. Oh, something. Yeah. Uh, so one other thing I wanted to add is I, this is not hyperbole or an exaggeration. I literally fell asleep in my fucking seat as this event was going on between heats. I was pretty tired. We had been up late the night before and then on shows all morning. And I was in my seat in the stadium sleeping between heats. Like that. Oh shit. You were in the stadium sleeping. Yes. I fell asleep in my fucking baseball chair. And that's, that illustrates kind of the tough nature of it taking three hours for 60 minutes of action. And also the strongmen ran it to like midnight because the day was thrown off so much. But anyways, JR, let's, let's get JR's ready. Uh, what was I going to ask? Oh, so real quick, before you guys uh, show JR's, 
the way you guys just described this event to me makes me go back on what I would have thought I would have changed. I would have liked to once again seen something new with the rope, like maybe two ropes, a super thick rope, a super Ooh. skinny rope, something extra high. But what you're saying is, is that there's a chance if you would have fucked around on that end, we wouldn't have got these amazing finishes, which I truly enjoyed. Mm, no, I think you can fuck around a little on that end. I did. Let's see what JR did. Okay. I'm excited about this. Me and him are gonna be pretty different here, I think. Yeah, so I will say this this is a little bit this is a little bit busy. So this is what we got. Uh one second, JR. Uh, event six, the dual two, rogue invitational two thousand twenty two, uh JR Howell from CrossFit Crash Action. Yeah, so we're gonna start out with two rope climbs on two different ropes. If you noticed on the rig, they were using the front or the the part of the Zeus rig closest to the uh, uh, to the fans. There was also a backside of it where there's plenty of room for another crash pad and another rope to be hanging. So you hang two ropes per lane. You do two rope climbs. The men do a rope climb with legs, and then they come down and they do a rope climb legless. So the legless is more difficult. And it's probably going to separate a little bit more. You see a little bit more, hey, there's a nuance that guy's doing on his ascent with legs that's letting him get to the legless faster. And that's why he's winning all these heats. Mm, Love that. So you have two climbs. For the women, because the upper body pulling comes at a little bit higher of a premium, you have them start with the legless climb and then do the with legs after. And you may be saying, well, why do the rope climb with legs after the legless? It's it's not going to be difficult. It's not, but from round to round, when they're doing six total and then eight total and then 10 total, that extra volume of pulling with the heavy overhead squat and the handstand walk just uh, juxtaposed to the sandbag carry, there's going to be a lot more upper body fatigue that sets in. Mm-hmm. I so think got, I did see Kerstetter for sure struggle with the rope. Like, uh-oh. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't uh-oh. see anyone fail one, but I'm sure some were on the verge. Yeah, so we do the five overhead squat instead of 10. The people that made the last heat, what they did 50 overhead squats at 135.95. Yeah. The goblet workout is coming that had 77 lighter squats. They did 15, some athletes, heavy back squats the day before. Mm-hmm. So the ones that get to the final only do 15 reps. What does the heavier weight do? It slows you down. You're going to have to squat a little bit slower and a little bit more deliberate. I don't think you leave it in anyone's hands but the athletes. And then I like to add the unbroken requirement for the handstand walk, same distance as the mm-hmm. carry a race with a yoke, a race with a carry. And I would argue a race with a fast handstand walk is just as exciting. I think uh, real quick, Taylor, uh, I think what you've though you have introduced there and which is fine, but I I wonder if you agree with me when you increase the uh, weight of the overhead squat, you've now introduced no reps. Were you going to say that Taylor? There's going to be fails. Some people are going to fail with that first snatch when they try to go too fast, but he's also introduced. He's also made it a lot harder for there to be so much, uh, subjection or subjectivity on like cycle speed it's not well, here's my squat. question here's my question last year at the duel what ended up eliminating people That's failing a squat snap yeah, failing a squat 145 oh. so so this is also a play on the duel one yep. by using some similar loading i think theirs may have been 135 but they had heavy double under rope there's rope climbs they had overhead squat there was squat snatches for them and then they had sandbag to the pedestal. They had sandbag carry. And I think that went a little bit under the radar, how they used mm-hmm. last year's and played off of it. I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, me too. Again, when I look at the totality of the programming, I see four sandbags mixed into the weekend. I back that off a little bit. I put in another hands, I put another gymnastics movement in that is still going to be good interference with the overhead squats, still really fun and exciting to watch. 
not a ton of volume that's going to really affect the next day. And spoiler alert, yes, I made the overhead squat heavier, but the 225, 165 clean and jerk will not be there at the end. I have a question about the elimination style. It says 15, 15, 10, 5, 2. You changed that to three heats? No, I, I, I admit for it to be read the exact same way. Okay, so it's going to be happened. five. The people who finish will have done it five times. Correct. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I wonder what you think. Did 25 you think overhead that, squat. I think I said 15 before. You said 15. You, that's you've that's increased, the only thing I don't like about it. You've increased, I think, the value of execution. So um, In, Increased it? Yeah, but, but basically um, – by, by I'm trying to think. Uh, I think I think the handstand walk and picking up a heavy bag is a wash because p- placement of the b- bag is so important when you pick it up and that you don't double bounce it. You actually pick it up and run. Um, you don't do that double grip thing. But on those overhead squats, now all of a sudden there's becomes a premium premium on execution, and you've and you've kind of, um, for the most part, these are the 20 fittest people in the world. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I, I don't. I don't think whether or not they power snatch it and then overhead squat, whether or not they clean and then squat jerk it, whether or not they squat snatch it. If you don't squat snatch it, you're not winning. They're probably not going to miss, and if they do, that was just a calculated risk that they took. I yeah. I think it might make it a little bit longer, a little bit longer. Like instead of doing, I think Justin won it at 30 seconds. Maybe yeah, the winning time is 40 45. or 45 yeah. seconds. But I think doing the fast 60 foot handstand walk <clears throat> under that scapular and trap fatigue is going to be a lot harder. And like you said, the sandbag was just who can pick it up and walk fastest with it. We yep. saw some people fail it, but it was just because almost they were like they were trying to go too fast. Yeah. You try to go too fast with an unbroken requirement. If you have to come back, you're done. So you're, 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 you're done. If you miss a rope climb, you're done. If you miss an overhead squat, you're done. If you don't do the handstand walk unbroken. So I'm trying to balance it a little bit more. I think you're both. I think you're kind of in agreement, just saying it in different ways. He increased the demand on execution in terms of you being able to perform the rep within your capacity. He decreased the demand for execution and that the overhead squat is not about cycle speed. And so you're not going to get some random no rep for going too fast, which is what all okay. the athletes did anyways. So yeah, it's more about precision. Right. right yeah, right, it's right. more about precision and not about uh a speed. judge missing. Speed. Yeah, speed. It's not it's not as about speed, but it's still fast. I like this. I think me and his are pretty different to a degree. Um and when we pull mine up we'll see why. Okay, let's check out Taylor Selfs, not Taylor Smith's But rogue sells sandbags. They don't sell hand stand walks. No, I don't think so. I don't think it works like that. But so I have handstand walk at a different place. So Jr. chose to put handstand walk in here. I chose to leave the sandbag because I loved the spectacle of athletes fucking flying over the finish line with the bag. I thought that was so cool. Does Rogue ever use handstand walks? Have they ever used them in years past? Mm, uh, no. Which I think is, yeah, I. I think there was another really easy place to put handstand walks. And so I put it there. So that's the only reason mine is not here. I played around with putting them here or in a different spot. Um, but I like this sandbag placed here. And I like the other sandbag or I, I don't like the other sandbags that were used. So I pulled two sandbags out of the competition. The one from Texas trail and the tie break sandbag. This I kept and the turtle I kept. Um, but anyways, uh, so first to start, I hate, I fucking hate the notion. And this is resentment carrying over from semifinals, like so much fucking resentment that you can place so much demand 
on an athlete's strength capacity, like in a workout, five, four, three, two, one back squats at four Oh five two seventy five, And then you're going to hide the athletes who suck at legless behind one puny fucking legless rope climb. I hate that. I'm just getting fired up thinking about it. I know the rope was 18 feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one failed the rope climb though. People failed back squats. So I think there are still going to be athletes who can hammer this workout ridiculously fast. You can get up and down the rope. Like there are athletes in this field who can do five, six legless rope climbs within a minute going their fastest and fresh. And so doing two, can they they do that for five rounds? With the, you know, with a five minute break. Well, I guess they had three hours. They had fucking three hours to accomplish. <laughs> yes. Without a doubt. Um, one, I, I would just keep the elimination style the same. If you have five rounds, you're doing ten legless rope climbs. That's still not a ton. Oh, at least in, in my opinion, for legless volume, especially when you're doing fifteen back squats at four hundred five. How are you going to say ten legless rope climbs are too much volume? I call bullshit. So I left. I I kept it at two legless rope climbs. I think that places way more, way more of a premium on the legless rope climb. It balances it out. And the people who suck at legless or, or at least aren't as good at them definitely get exposed. Um, there potentially is room for them to make that up. If they're really clean and have good execution on the barbell, I added the squat snatch instead of the overhead squat last year, it was a two Oh five squat snatch for three reps. I thought taking it to two reps and making the squat snatch 225, 125 or 155, a little bit heavier, then last year was great, especially after two legless rope climbs. If you've ever done rope climbs and squat snatches, it is not an easy combination at all. And then keep the sandbag uh, carry to finish. I just love the spectacle of it. You have the legless rope climb, which for most athletes is going to be about speed. It's not about execution or failure unless you just really don't have the capacity. It's about speed. And then you have the squat snatch, which is about execution about technique, um, and about having some balls. Like if you know, you can squat snatch 225 and 155, which all these athletes can have some balls and go for it. And then whoever executes there, they get the sandbag sprint to finish. I think similarly to JR's version, this is probably a little bit longer looking around like 45 seconds to 50 seconds. I really like it. Uh, does this guy have you guys figured out, uh, Jesse Mosqueda? No, actually, no, JR and Taylor I, never think there is enough pooling. Well, actually, I, you know, Taylor made a point earlier that I tend to look at redundancy and movement patterns a little bit more closely than he does. And he made a comment earlier that there's really not a lot of pulling in the competition. I disagree. I thought that those 40 bar muscle ups might as well have been 80 doing them on the log. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, it was pretty demanding there on the grip. I also think that Yes, a ring muscle up is more of a press than a pull. To me, it but is. But it's but it's but it's still forty nine hanging reps after the totality of the weekend, which was on the la- it was on the last day. Um, I think the hand over hand sandbag bag pull up the hill. I think that it's balanced. Like I thought that the pressing and the pulling balance was 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 there. I actually thought going into the last day, like oh my gosh, where is the pressing? And then it came, and it came so heavy with the log press, and then the parallel handstand push up, and then the ring muscle up press out, and yeah. then the jerks on the two twenty five, one sixty five. So I I do like pulling for sure. I mean, we did a hundred pegboard for time. We like to pull. True, true. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Jesse. You cracked the code. Um, event number seven, still on day three. This closed out day three, one rep max. 
log lift. I don't like that. I don't like that it reads log lift. What do you want to say, clean and jerk? Yeah, log clean and press or log press. Stop. I don't like hiding behind the word log lift because you have clean and jerks in two other spots in the weekend, and you don't want it to say clean and jerk or clean and press. But that's I think what they, it was. It, what what do they call it in strongman? I think that's what they were trying a to log do. press. Okay, the clean and press. Oh, they do. Um, yeah, I think it, yeah, I think it's clean and press, but I'm I'm not an expert in that. That's the okay. strong man. Uh, one rep max log lift. Uh, Mr. Howell, uh, would you like to go first? Sure. first can you can you tell us uh, what what did they open with for the men and women? Right. So so they started one sixty two sixty, and you know before we get into the subtleties and the details of the workout, I thought it was really cool a a play off of the games to test a one rep max with an odd object and not a barbell. We saw names at the top of the leaderboard on this workout that you never would guess if it was a one rep max traditional barbell clean and jerk. People were saying, yeah, the people that are used to lifting a little bit uglier are the ones that did really well. I would just push back and say the people that were a little more brutishly strong or could express their strength in a less technical way were the people that did really well. I mean, you have a strength event and Jeff Adler takes 13th. It's a cool event because no one's ever going to think that's ever going to happen in CrossFit. Yeah, so it. I thought that it was really, really good. Um, I thought doing the tie break fresh was fresh. I mean, it was really cool to see a tie break done before, but as we'll talk about in a little bit, the number of ties, the chunk ties really, really added, I thought too much value to the tie break. Mm. And the tie break was not long enough to hold that value. You had seven females tap out at 190. You had six males tap out at 270. And there were other clusters too, or three or four athletes. So you're telling me that someone that takes sixth on a workout and someone that takes 12th who made the same lift you're telling me that person's six spots fitter because they cross the line with the farmer's carry a half a second earlier. I, I don't think so. Fair, so I thought, fair. so I thought that, so, so I thought the tie break um, was a little short and you can pull up the workout and we can look at it. Uh, the only thing I really would have changed is I would have started a little bit lighter. I think Brian really hammered this point home over the weekend, like we saw in the sandbag. And I think of Justin, it looked like as that event went on at the games, he got cleaner and his, his, and his technique was more dialed in and he was able to move the heavier bags seemingly easier than some of the lighter bags. So you start out a little bit lighter. You let him kind of groove the movement a little bit. You take 20 pound jumps and then you take 10 pound jumps. And then if anyone's still there at 300 and 200, then you move them to the main platform and you increase by five pounds each time. So Something what you're else, saying is, is you give them more time to refine their technique out there in front of the crowd. For sure. For sure. And I, I like doing the two max attempts. So they had the minute window and we saw what happened. We heard hold calls and we heard in some, you know, in some instances, the clock malfunctioned. So the internal clock was saying, I still have time. And really they didn't have time. And what I, what I like to say is two attempts per load, but they must be completed within the one minute window. So when you count down three, two, one, if they haven't stabilized at the top, the rep doesn't count. Oh, and when you say completed within the one minute, no, you mean you have to, if, if you pick it up at 59 seconds, I think you should still be good to go. That's what you think. Yeah. You don't think that because that's easier to judge that way. Not for this only because you, you saw athletes looking side to side. So, so do I wait or, or can I go? So did I lose 15 seconds in my minute because this guy held it in the front rack for 10 seconds and there was a look, look to be a little bit of confusion. That's what I was talking about with the hold calls. 
So I think if you just say, hey, you have a minute, you get two attempts, use them wisely. Mm. And then at the end of the one minute, it's over. If you haven't completed the rep, you're done. What I did with the farmer's carry was I still want to keep it at the beginning. They did a 25 yard, so like 75 feet for time. I think the fastest time was sub nine seconds. I thought it would be cool to have them do a hundred yards, which people can kind of relate to like, oh my gosh, they're carrying those hundred pound and 70 pound bags for a football field and they're doing it for time. So they go down, back, down, back. It gives the opportunity for people to break. It lets the people that don't need to break really separate themselves. And you don't see as many clusters within a half second or a 10th of a second. I think, I think two competitors actually tied to a 100th of a second. You don't get a tie within the tie break when you increase, the, <laughs> you know, when you increase yeah, the distance yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> another event where they needed was, to let the viewers yeah. know what the rules are. When Huge. can a rep start? So this was, this was one of my points early on the show when I was talking about, there were a couple areas where I thought that they missed the mark on showcasing the athletes. One was the trail run with no coverage. They released that video after the fact, which was cool. And I get that they couldn't do a live stream protecting their own privacy at their private ranch. I get that. But still, if we're talking about showcasing the athletes taking precedence, take them to Fort Hood or some other location where you can live stream it, in my opinion. The other place was that three-hour time frame to show 16 minutes of action on the dual two. And then this was the other place. It was blatantly obvious to me, as the workout is going, I have no idea what the format is. I have no idea when they're allowed to lift. Uh, when they're supposed to be stopping, how many attempts they're going to get, what the weights are like, like imagine, and, and me and JR, are, you know, self-proclaimed experts and we're sitting there. We don't under, you know, we don't know what the format is and you're it's self-proclaimed. Hard, if it's uh, shut up, fucker, you think you're an expert. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't, but he is anyways. If we are like having trouble deciphering what's going on, could you imagine the viewer at home who's like really like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, I can imagine. So that's that to me was just a big miss. You, I, I get the need to keep information, you know, sparse, but gosh, if you're talking about showcasing the athletes, you have to make it easy for the fans to follow a story and to understand what's going on and to enjoy the spectacle. Um, Do you know what Chandler Smith was doing right there? Dame, time, was, Dame was, Lillard. No, the, you can't see it, but off camera, Madaris and uh, Velner are sitting on the ground, and he was saying, that's how it's done, dipshits. You got to do it within the time. No, it's not. There was oh. a kid who was holding <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I, I wish that's what it meant, but he posted a picture, and there's a kid holding a sign saying it's Chandler time. Oh, that's awesome. Which right. is pretty cool that he did yeah. that for that kid, but I thought it would have been way cooler if he did what YouTube were saying. He did. That would be fucking awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, did we, uh, we haven't looked at Taylor's changes to the workout. No, well, mine are really simple. I don't, I didn't get into the semantics of the format. I just honestly didn't think to. So I'm glad Jr. did because that needed a lot of cleaning up and explanation for viewers. Um, I changed it to a two scored event. I thought three, two, one go. You have one part, which is, a tie break and the first score. 
you have a 45 to 60 foot handstand walk for time. Maybe you make it a little longer. I was just assuming that you would use the same distance they use for the sandbag carry. And so I wasn't sure how long that was. Um, and I think it works in two ways. One, you add another single modality to balance out the log press. There's no handstand walking in the event. You place a premium on it by giving that chunk of handstand walking a hundred points. And you also make that tie break for the one rep max log press. So if you did a better handstand walk and you got the same log press as someone else, you were above them in the log press points wise. Um, and, and you were okay with the weights where it started. Yeah, I was okay with the weights. I didn't think too hard into that. I loved watching the log press as it started to play out. I just thought that doing a Jerry carry again, another sandbag kind of missed the mark. JR chose to pull the sandbag in another spot in the event. I chose to pull the sandbags here and make the handstand walk here. Um, but I think the handstand walk in this way places a little more importance on it just because it is only the handstand walk that's worth those points. And I'm not sure if that's uh, the best or the worst. Uh, Daniel Garrity, uh, it didn't seem like Sean or Adrian knew the format standards, yeah, standards no either. I, I don't think they did, to be honest, from, from what I've heard. I haven't spoken with either of them, um, but I heard that they were in the dark. I do think that they did a phenomenal job. Uh, going on to day four, the final three events... Uh, at, at this point, I would like to say that the competition, uh, I, I was very, very, very excited for the beginning of this. I think the entire team was, we were, it was, uh, a great event for many reasons, but one of the reasons we haven't mentioned yet is the leaderboard switched places so many times. Mm -hmm. It was a very, very active leaderboard, which makes, uh, adds a lot of tense tension and suspense. Uh, day four event number eight snatch and press. Yeah. And going back to day three, you know, just, you know, real quick, as I, as I think about how I've tweaked the works out, you know, workouts, I think about things maybe a little bit differently now that they're not there. But a lot of times when people program competitions, they have a day with a theme and then the next day has a theme, the next day has a theme. And me and Taylor are talking about how four of the workouts had sandbags of some kind of variety. There was the sandbags over the hay bales. There was the jerry bag carries. There was the um, bear hug carry at the end of the duel and then there was the hand over hand sandbag Turn. up up Turn. the hill yeah. well all three workouts on that day had a sandbag variety and maybe they were like hey i want a day that like showcases all the different sandbags and how you can use them and that's what they did so if that was what they wanted they were successful there mm. and uh and it was that was the bar was the bar muscle up on day three also no that was day two. Oh, because oh, oh. that would have been showcasing all the logs <laughs> in one day Okay, uh, day four, event eight, snatch and press. I want to say a couple things about this. One, because this is another workout that I didn't change at all for a couple reasons. One, I talk Stand by. Let me just read it out okay, loud. Okay, got it. Sorry, and then it's all you. Uh, event eight, snatch and press, rogue invitational, final day, uh, three rounds, dumbbell, 20 dumbbell snatches, 100 pounds and 70 pounds with nine parallel handstand push-ups to a deficit of four inches and two inches. Taylor Self. So lazy. I talked about, <laughs> you're just mad. I talked about early when this event was announced, I said, you know, it's a repeat from 2019. I initially, I couldn't remember that. And I was like, man, I, these had better be strict with that puny of a deficit. I am personally opinionated in the fact that I would think it would look cooler and would be more of a spectacle um, and give you essentially the same results. If the parallel 
deficit is full and it's just kipping. Um, and I think maybe what does that mean if it's full? Instead of having a riser in between the parallettes, your head goes to the floor. That's 14 oh, okay. inch, a 14 okay. inch deficit. And that's how parallel handstand push ups kipping should be performed. Wow. You shouldn't be doing kipping parallel handstand push ups. It's 14 inches. So you're saying it would be. Yeah, 14. when you when you come down, the parallettes are here. Like you're here with the parallettes, and you kip out of that. And I think okay. I think that if athletes are doing kipping parallel handstand pushups with a riser, a it should be because you you can't do them to full depth, and you're working up to that. And if that's not the reason, then you've got an issue. You should be doing them to full depth. But I think that looks cooler. Otherwise, you can't really change it because it's a 2019 repeat, and they want to see kind of how people have evolved. Um, and you did, you saw Laura who could not get a single rep or maybe she got one. I can't remember either. She got one in 2019. I'm talking about, she got zero in 2019. Yeah. And then four now people would be like, Oh, she improved by 400%. I think that's bullshit. She didn't improve enough. Um, and I, and that was put on display. I, I thought that was cool. I love this workout. Um, my only change would have been to make it full depth, but then you take away the repeat nature. Why not 110 and 80? Showtime. Competition's heavy enough. Yeah. Showtime. Agreed. 110. Showtime. Do you remember that time at the Rogue Invitational and they used 110 pound dumbbells? Well, I think uh, in France they had a shoulder to overhead single arm that was 132. Oh, wow. Shit. All right. Uh, okay, let's look at J.R. Howells. Uh, J.R. Uh, played by a different set of rules because uh, similar to Rogue, <laughs> we don't tell what the each other what the rules are about changing and not changing. So um, he knew that he had to change them, unlike Taylor Self. Um, thought he could take a bong rip. Uh, event. Yeah, so you got, yeah, so you got, um, you got the exact same amount of volume here. You got 60 snatches. You got 27 strict parallel handstand push-ups. I said it on the preview show on the post show, I think already on this show, but it was really cool that they did this as a repeat and that it was a strength test. And anyone that thought that it wasn't is just, you need to go back and look, listen to Boz, watch the games. There are different ways we can test strength. If that workout would have, would have read seven, nine, 11 bench press at two seventy five, like, Oh man, this is a strength test. But because it's a parallel, strict handstand push-up people don't think of it that oh it's just gymnastics no it's gymnastic strength it, so it is a strength yeah so what i chose to do which you don't see a, a ton of you know you got the five four three two one 25 down to five descending rep scheme couple it with the back squat and the box jump over i chose to do an ascending rep scheme so what you have is a little bit more of an opportunity for those that are going to struggle with the strict to only do half the amount of repetitions on round one and then get right to the wall See how many of those seven you can get. See if you can finish one round. Then you go back for the 20, then back for the nine. Then for the 30, what it also does a little bit of, like the box clears, is I think it balances it a little so that if you have a really good race going on, like if you think about Yannikoski and Jason Hopper, you got a cool race going on at the end of round two and you have that chunk of 30 sitting there, you still have half of the reps to do of that movement. The first two rounds were only half of the volume. So you've still got 30 snatches and in a set that big, maybe you see a little bit of separation. Whereas really what you saw when it happened live was who's going to get to the wall and do these unbroken. Oh, they broke. Okay. The other person's going to win. If you want to make a better spectacle, in my opinion, it's a no brainer. You also switch the dumbbell snatch with the handstand pushups. I'd rather watch this, the last 30 snatches and then the race to the finish line. Than the last eleven handstand pushups. As long as they're advancing the dumbbell, sure. 
Sure. Agreed. Though. Agreed. Yeah, like and they that. were doing that, and they were doing that on the field yeah. in this workout. So yeah, I think putting the eleven. Yes, it's only two more reps, but as you saw, where did people start to fail? It was that rep eight and nine. It wasn't, it, you know. So you put that set of eleven in at the end. It, people watching, there's a little bit more drama. I mean, I didn't think anything needed to be done with this workout. This was awesome the way it was, but like I said, I thought we were making minor tweaks to everything. Uh, Taylor, let me ask you this. The annoyance that you had with the uh, rope climbs, like, hey, fuck you. This is a fucking the most elite event in the sport. Like you, if you can't do two and 10 uh, legless rope climbs, then screw you, right? Like, like this isn't to be catered to you. This is to be catered to the elite. Do you feel that way? That, that passionate, that dogmatic about the hands, handstand pushups also like uh, JR's like, Hey, maybe we should make it seven so that we can actually see some people not have to do all nine. And then, and then let's split up the uh, snatches so that they're not as fatigued when they come back. Or are you like, come on, JR? Like, no, he made, he made them harder by putting the 11 to finish that placed a premium on who's but, actually, but when I heard him talk, the reason why he did it is to keep more people in the race for longer, not to eliminate them as quick. We let people play longer, right? Which, let is, people play which longer. is, which is fine. Let them play longer. But then when you get to the 11, if you can't do, if you can't hang, you're fucked. Big boy, girl, big boy. Yeah, big yeah, boy but if you big can't girl, hang, man. you can't hang. I think Matt did the workout in a little over five minutes. And we saw people this year, three years later, get capped seven minutes after that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, oh, like 12 minutes. Okay. So the fair, separation is there. The separation is there, but, and also to be fair, the transitions in 2019 were way shorter. It was maybe a 15 to 20 foot transition from their wall to their dumbbell. Um, that being said, yeah, I, I like the event, but yes, my opinion on gymnastics difficulty and how heavy everything in CrossFit is, or is trending towards or machine biased, um, is strong. And it's that I hate the notion that people are scared to program high skill gymnastics for fear of people failing and not being able to do it. What's well, the same thing as them not being able to hold a 1500 cal per hour ski pace on the 40 cal, cal ski in that workout? Half the field can't do that. And you're rewarding people who can, or the five, four, three, two, one back squat. Half the field can't do that fast. And you're rewarding the people who can. Well, in this scenario, make the gymnastics fucking meaningful. Reward the people who can and punish the people who can't. So well, anyways, they did. They did in this workout. And I was, I love it. Uh, event number nine, uh, the goblet, uh, by now we're starting to hear that the athletes are pretty beat up. Uh, I didn't hear anyone say a single person say that it was an easy, uh, easy day. Um, the event is called the goblet. It is seven rounds, seven muscle ups, hill sprint, 11 goblet squats, uh, seven rounds. I really like this one. I love this workout. This is my, my favorite workout of the weekend. And the only, I made such a small tweak to it. Um, and it was because of what I pulled out of another workout. But yeah, I think as written generally amazing workout, I uh, would just would have made two small changes. Uh, let's go to uh, Taylor's first. Four, five, four. So the one red highlight is simply increasing the overall squat volume and making the workout read a little prettier, you know, seven times two, 14, whatever. Um, but that's simply just because I took the overhead squats or the volume of overhead squats out of the dual two and the seven fourteen idea stems from Jr. But me and him both like, um, meaningful numbers. And the only way seven eleven was meaningful to me is because I used to steal, 
uh, cigarettes and bottles of wine from the Seven Eleven outside my house when I was in high school. But other, other did than you play that, video games there? Did you play video games? No. Do, what do you mean play video games at the Seven Eleven? Mine didn't have video games. They just yeah. had fucking bottles of wine on the back shelf. I'm showing and, my age. We used to wow. have video games. Crazy. But I love that Seven Eleven. But anyway, Seven Fourteen increase the squat volume a little bit, and most importantly, this is not in there. Extend the time cap just a little to give the workout that. I don't know, 17, 16 minute time frame, which would have, it would have taken other athletes to get there and make all of them do the volume. Was that the one that no women um, finished either where Emma Lawson yeah. finished all the reps, but not. Okay. Exactly. I, 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 I think that, I think if we ask them, the programmers, they would have wanted to do that too. Mm. I think that they have to look at that and be like, well, all the, the men, like they, they want some parity between the men and the women, at least a little bit. Well, you know, I'm sure that in testing the time cap for both males and females what did not come into question, but did they just do that workout and that's the workout they did for that day or maybe the first workout that they did of two that day? Or was it after eight workouts and an awful hill run to start the whole weekend? Probably not. So it's easy to look in hindsight and say, oh, the time cap should have been longer, but not necessarily based on testing. That's what you have to go off of. This is uh, 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 something that's plagued women for all of humanity, not not having enough time to finish. Let the girls finish. It's crazy to me that me and JR did not share any of these workouts with each other prior to the fact. Yes. Anyways, that's crazy. We think a lot alike. And you I, I, said that, and then and then half the workouts are like, well, we talked about this one. This was at Rogue. We talked about it, and we weren't planning on doing this show at Rogue. So okay, all right. Stanford. Uh, Emma Lawson made a statement with this workout. Yeah, she made a statement. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Katie said, it's hard to figure out how long the hill is actually going to take. Fair enough. Good point. Sure. Good point. Um, we haven't looked at, uh, Jer Howells for number nine, event number nine. Here we go. Oh, go figure. Did you extend the time cap? And, and, uh, Taylor, did you extend it also? He extended no. it by one minute, right? Jr. I thought it was 15. I thought it was Maybe 14. it was 15. It was um, 14 minutes. I extended it to, I wanted it to be 17 minutes. So yeah, yeah, this is what I did with the workout. I did increase the squat volume a little bit. Like I talked about earlier for the people that made the, the final dual round, that was only 25 overhead squats instead of 50 with the lighter weight. So I chose to add a few more reps onto this, but from 11 to 14. Correct. More of a reason though, is what you saw the way the competition took place is, People ran the hill. They had, I don't know, 100-ish yards to run under their rings back to their kettlebell. And by the time they got there, they were their legs were flush. They picked it up. They did their 11 unbroken. They put it down. They went back to the rings. I think if they run up the hill, the kettlebells are waiting there for them. Do they wait a second? Oh my gosh, my legs are blown up. Do I, I really don't want to pick this thing up right now. Love that. I'm, I'm going to wait three seconds before I pick it up. Well, there you go. There's an opportunity for a little bit of back and forth. When they pick it up, does that 14 number instead of the 11, does it feel like 24 and not 14 after that hill run? Maybe. But then also what this does is it, it makes the playing field smaller. So if you can imagine some pylons being on the other side of the rings and all they have to do is run down the hill, move their pylon and then go right to the rings it decreases the amount of displacement throughout the whole workout where I think you can leave the time cap alone and it's just going to speed up by nature. And, and, and she gave, she told us why they didn't do that. Right. Just for safety reasons. Danger, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, Welcome, it, it, though, it, I like this idea. I fucking love this idea. It would be quite the spectacle to see 88 pound dumbbell roll down the hill and take out <laughs> one or two athletes. Yeah. So I looked, uh, I went back and watched some of the live feed and it, it, it showed a couple, um, I guess like uh, profile views of the hill when people were going up to make their turn or when they were doing the sandbag pull. And it looked like there was about 10 feet of flat at the mm. top. So 10 feet of flat and also they pretty could big have, area they could have put some sort of stop or log across the edge of it that you'd step over as you get to the top or whatever that would prevent anything dropping from rolling down i mean it could have been done i i like this idea let's not roll let, let, let's not rule it out for next year Dear or Roland attach Perry. a chain to the horns of the kettlebell and hook it to the back side of the fence and the chain's long enough so that like you can hold it and squat with it but if you drop the kettlebell it's not gonna it'll keep it from rolling down the hill i don't know yeah, oh Bill's, yeah, and you could call yeah. it the chain dog. Yeah, Bill said event. that. But Bill Grundler? Did you listen to it? Yeah, uh -uh. Bill Grundler said um just attach a chain to it. That way it can't, I, it can't roll down the hill. Oh wow, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Hey, great minds, Bill. If you listen to this, great minds. Uh, get with the programming. I already did a programming review of this. Yeah, they did a they did a analyzing the program, not a reprogramming. All right. I gotta I gotta keep I gotta remember to go over there oh, and that would have been great homework for I'm me to so prepare for this show. Sore. All right, so uh, Susa, so Susie, you got to queue up the link for that for the last workout. Jr. said, "Fuck your safety protocols." John Young, copy. Uh, I'd like uh, a rope you have to traverse down to get down. Oh, that that's run up the hill and then oh, traverse from the down. back side. Like on the other side. Uh, you know, Patty V's kettlebell would have rolled down the hill. I agree. Uh, Sarah Cooper, Kate, good one. Uh, no, you don't. No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to click that. Okay. Uh, Final event, right? Event yeah. 10, the final event. Taylor goes first. Uh, why? <laughs> oh, wow. Taylor changed the name of the event. Is this the only one where you change the name? Yes, because you can't call it Heavy Grace if it's not Heavy Grace. Fair enough. Event 10, Heavy Grace. We all absolutely loved this. It was awesome to watch. That being said, we all love our wives and... We all have, we have tons of criticism for them too. Not JR. He knows better. <laughs> Fact. Uh, Mr. Self, give it to us. This is the final event. Anyone, anything can happen here. There was no shoe in. I think more than anything, it was just so three clean and jerks and four sandbags. When you look at the programming as is, was just to me, it really stood out. Um, I wanted to preserve some of that race and spectacle that you got from the clean and jerk or from heavy grace. Um, but then add in the toes to bar. JR chose to add the toes to bar in a different place. I chose to put them here. Uh, and I bumped the clean reps down a little bit, took out the jerk and increased the weight just slightly, um, to create that potential for failure. I think at 225 with that amount of repetitions for cleans, you see people going really fast and maybe less of the potential for failure. I think at 245, it's still just as fast or close to it. And then you introduce the potential for people to start failing, especially in the grip and the pull. Uh, so the workout starts with 12 cleans, hang or power. Uh, I think most people would be power cleaning that except for some of the weaker athletes. You mean hang or squat? You mean hang or squat? Yeah. I'm sorry. Squat or power. Yeah, I fucked that up. That's a typo. Squat or power. Blah, whoop. Um, so anyways, you could squat or power. Obviously, the athletes who are going to win that workout, power clean it. Um, you move back to the log bar and you do 48 log toes to bar. That was kind of my idea. I was talking with JR. Um, I like that for this event. I thought that'd be cool. And then you run back to the barbell um, and you finish with 12 power cleans. Maybe you do six on the first platform or 
six on the second platform. Uh, I don't think anyone has the potential to do that 12 unbroken with there's no question in my mind. No one would do that. Um, and again, with that extra little bit of weight, I don't think it adds too much loading to the event in its totality. Knowing it's rogue, you like to go heavy anyways, but you increase the potential for failure, which gives the same spectacle. What, what, uh, you, do you just not like the um, shoulder to overhead? No, I love the movement. I just thought at three different but places. I mean, okay. Yeah, so so I didn't change DT with a spin, and JR changed it. Um, so he may have shoulder to overhead in this in this part of the event. Um, I took out the overhead here because it was in DT with a spin and because of the log press. Um, so I just, I don't know. I prefer, I prefer this format. I also thought it would have been awesome to watch. Yeah. Probably some big fails on the log bar, which is cool. Fuck them again. You want the spectacle? Like let's, but that would have been cool. Graciano Rubio, uh, who has been a guest on this show, two twenty five charity snatch a thon live on the podcast. Ooh, he raised awesome. a lot of money. Is he going to wow. do that? Wow. And also, to credit heavy grace, like us getting Hiller to do that live was like, there were, there were three people who did heavy grace that I watched Hiller, Justin and Pat <laughs> and, and no one else. Uh, John Young, do they touch and go, uh, the first 12 or at yeah, least I don't most think so. not with 48 log toes to bar. No, not if it's log and not, not anyway. I think it's just bait. Yep. Okay. Let's look at uh final event of, uh, event 10. Uh, it was heavy grace. What did Mr. Howell? Oh, put I, in there? what did I call it? We go back. I forgot what I the named volcano. It. I think I called it uh clean and pull instead of snatch and press. You did. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Oh, I'm looking. Sorry. Oh, I, I, fucking... I, I was looking yeah, at so, J, JR's. So, you know, I started off with event one saying like only at rogue, would you do X, Y, and Z? Well, only at rogue, would you do event one that ruck and run? Only at Rogue would you do a bar muscle ups on logs. Only at Rogue would you drag a sandbag up a hill with a rope. And only at Rogue would you do something like this. I also really wanted to stay true to what Katie said about, hey, I could have just made this 30 pig flips for time. And you're still doing another hinge from the floor. But she said, nah, man, you know, the pig is that's something the games do where I'm, we're not trying to, you know, we're trying to reintroduce, we're trying to introduce new odd objects at Rogue. Well, this is something that they sell. And I, I saw this a, a long time ago and I was thinking about getting one because it's kind Ooh. of like a pig, but it also doubles as a yoke. So, and Susa can bring up the link that we can play. Um, it kind of shows you what it is, but essentially it's like a tire that has, it's like a triangle, looks like a volcano. And they could do 15 flips down and 15 flips back. And they can Rogue sells this thing. Yeah. yeah, that's fucking awesome. I will say the pig looks so much cooler, but to your credit, she did say they didn't want to use that shit because the game uses it. Game you uses think it. the pig, you think the red rectangle looks cooler than that? Yeah, I think uh, personally, I like the way the pig looks better. Call me fucking retarded, but I just think that looks a little busy. Yeah. I think this is an awesome fucking workout, but I like the pig more. Whatever. So again, like if you look at what you're doing here, right? Or the flip sled. You're, you're, I know what you're doing. You're making your neighbors fucking hate you. You're pulling from the floor. <laughs> You're pulling from the floor and then you're pushing, right? So sure, it's not a clean and jerk. You're not going overhead, but the That's movement awesome. pattern is still there. You're pressing. I had, the, I had the deadlifts with the echo bike and toast bar workout. We had some hinging um, with the dumbbell. We have another hinge here. So again, trying not, I even left the number 30. 30 and you can go under 15 too. down, 15 back. And as easy as watching 30 clean and jerks for time was, this is even easier to watch 
<laughs> yeah, that's you watch cool. them flip it until they get to the line. And there's some back and forth. There's maybe some people that start to fail. There's, you know, people that rest and then other people start going faster. Like it's just, it's just, it, and it's an odd object, which is kind of what I think about. So yes, I took out two sandbags and left two. Um, you know, I, I removed some odd objects, but I added one at the end. I think the flip sled would have been the coolest implement to use in this workout, but using one of their unique to rogue pieces of equipment, that's awesome. So and, this know, thing is a yoke also? Yeah, it can be used as that. But when I looked at the specs that, we, you know, we can pull the specs up on the screen too. I, I don't think that height is adjustable. I think it's, it's just not. like 45 inches. So yeah. you wouldn't be able to use it as a yoke and adjust it for a lot of people. For Yeah, Mertens was, he'd have to make his own like he did with the flip sled. But it's super cool, man. I mean, I think you think that's that cool. You think that's too high for Mertens? Forty-five inches. That's uh, <clears throat> just four under feet four almost? feet. Yeah, maybe not. That's a foot for him. He could get that off the. I don't know. I don't know. He's he's five three. <laughs> that's that's cutting it. Hey, this is what I thought when I saw it too. Travis from Vindicate, uh, <laughs> rogue engineer, looking at a pile of extra nuts and bolts and steel lying around. What can I build here? <laughs> And they put that triangle together. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Ken Walters, boss is listening and hearing JR's subliminal challenge of only at rogue that would catch games athletes off guard. If he programmed a couple rogue implements. Well, I don't, th- I don't know if um, uh, Adrian plays by those same rules. No. And actually like, this is something like, I mean, you can buy a flip sled, you can buy Jacob's ladder, you can buy a lot of stuff on rogue that they don't actually make. So it looks like this is, this is actually made by volcano strength, but you can buy it on rogue site, similar to a flip sled, but it gives the, it it gives the dimensions, which is pretty cool. So you can kind of see what the footprint is and on the field, they could flip it 15 times down and 15 times back. And it'd be fun to watch. How how do you find out what the weight is of this when you peel it off the ground that first inch? Well, it gets lighter as you go, just like the flip Correct. side of the pig. It's right, but it's but it's the the weight of the entire object is two fifty, and you're never picking up the whole object yeah. when you're. You, so, so I wonder what 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 it equates to when you first that first inch off the ground when you lift it. Is it is it half the weight? Is it? That's a good question. I'm a high school. I'm a college dropout. So I program flip sled. Um, last year at crucible and i had co-ed teams and i didn't want to use two different flip sleds so i wanted to load it offload it heavier to one side and lighter to one side and one of my members matt jones who's an engineer he got out this massive whiteboard and did all the physics to find out how to load it to where it was as equal as possible close to 70 percent that the female was moving it was nuts i took a picture of it wow matt jones is an that's the guy that's like one of the only no reps i've ever received in competition was from him yep what the fuck is this in the box ups driver oh you just you 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 own one of those you own one of those jr yeah I'll, i'll own eight of them next september oh my goodness that that would be a note for anyone competing at crucible where are you going to store that? His I fucking got, gym is huge, dude. I got a storage container out back that um, one of my members graciously donated. Uh, how much does that weigh when it's not loaded? Like 200? 260. Uh, this is not an FS300, but the ones that I have, have you can load it in four places. So two in the front, two in the back. I think it can hold Ooh. up to 245s per arm. So and I think un- unloaded, it's uh, 265. Two in the front, two in the back. 
Yeah. So in the last competition, they used it, and that's why I got the, that's why I got these because you can use it as a push, like as a bobsled to push, and you can also flip like a tire. Can one man push tank. that unloaded? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's easy to push unloaded. I bought the torque tank instead of this, and I'll stand by my word. That thing is fucking that was sweet stupid. to work that out. That was with. dumb as shit. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, any, any, uh, oh, let, let's talk about this. Uh, would, is, how about the order? Um, would, would you guys change the order of any of the events? I think, uh, having the workouts be unchanged and watching them. I think DT with a spin would have been an awesome final mm-hmm. and have a rogue could do it, have five different barbells on five different platforms and have them advance after the bike every time. So that the last round is on the last platform racing through DT. I think run back to your cool. bike. Yeah, that yeah. would be awesome. I like that. That if I think as written, I didn't think to change anything. Um, but that would be the perfect change if there was one. <laughs> Heavy Grace was fun to watch, though, right? It was awesome to watch. It was. That, that race between Pat and... And it Justin. did its job. We talked yeah. about that. It, it did yeah. its job. It did. And it was, and it was cool time. that Pat put it on the line. It was watch. It was... Uh, I appreciate Pat, like, you know, redlining. Jonathan Adams. Great show tonight. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. I had fun, too. Felt myself running a little bit uh, low on energy in the last 10 minutes, but that's the way it is when you do a big show. Wow, we were 38, we were like 30 minutes into the show and we were just finishing the first event and I was like, we are fucked. No, we did good. We did good. Uh, I, there's something I want to tell you guys, uh, something that I want to uh, reiterate here for everyone who missed the show this morning. There was a story told on the show this morning that was uh, amazing and worth reiterating now that I've uh, had a chance to mull it over. There is a video that Greg Glassman made when he owned CrossFit right towards the end uh, before he sold it, and it was called The Five Buckets of Death. Mm. The Five Buckets of Death. And I had an affiliate owner on today who uh, at CrossFit Crave in Ohio, who shut his gym down uh, when the uh, governor of Ohio told him to shut his gym down, to shut down all gyms were told to shut down like they were in many places. And the owner of this gym, uh, one of the co-owners of this gym, uh, Matt Shellen Decker, called the uh, Department of Health and had the uh, head of the Department of Health for his county, the director of health of his county. Um, he invited him to his gym for a meeting during the shutdown, and he pulled up this video. This is right at the beginning of the uh, Wuhan virus worldwide shutdown. And he said, I'd like to show you this video. And he showed this video to the director of health for his county who had ordered all the gyms to be closed. And after watching this video, he was allowed to open his gym. No way. He was? Yes. The old Wuhan Chu. That's crazy. He was allowed to open his gym because of something that Greg was mulling over in his brain over and over and over and over. That CrossFit has the cure to the world's most vexing problem. That there was a tsunami of chronic disease. He said it for fucking 15 or 20 years. And we watched the entire world get fucking duped into thinking the Wuhan virus was killing people. When it was just a piece of the puzzle. 
And even that that county director of health saw this video and got it. Just telling you guys what leadership looks like. All right, guys. Uh, love you. Thanks for checking in on the show. We will be do the live call-in show uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, pin the video here. Sure. Could you copy and paste it in the in the chat? Great, great idea. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Barry. It's, it's it's an amazing video. I remember when 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 I'll tell you this story real quick. I remember when Greg contacted Eric Diaz and said, "Hey, I want you to make these beautiful chalk drawings on these three chalkboards we have downstairs, and I'm going to go down there and give this lecture." And a bunch of us went down there with our cameras and filmed that shit. It's a fucking amazing video. Five buckets of death. Yes, fantastic. Gave the tools to the affiliates. Okay, uh, if you did not see the podcast this morning, it, you, it, it is a must-see. Uh, this is one of the most uh, remarkable human beings with, that I've had on the show. Uh, he is a man with purpose, and it just oozes off of him. I, I wish that every morning I could wake up with his um, much purpose. I feel like I'm close, but boy, I was a little envious. I'm like, man, that guy, that guy's really on to something. I will see you tomorrow. I'm going to be doing one of my favorite shows tomorrow, the live call-in show. Also have Gary Roberts on the show to talk about his uh, experience up to this point with California hormones. Of course, we will be uh, doing a long apology uh, for uh, to Danny Spiegel <laughs> in regards to something she posted. Uh, Matt Souza, executive producer of the show, thank you very much. Uh, we won't be doing an apology. <laughs> instead instead sorry there was a i just saw the notes come in we'll be it's going to be a show on mental health issues instead sorry okay uh i hope you guys enjoyed the dump truck in the beginning the airplane talk and the wisdom that we got from taylor self and jr howell bye-bye <laughs>